0: Welcome. This is Orion Rising. I'm your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. It's Friday night, right? What's up? What's up? Welcome, right, Julie? Welcome. You made it on time, right? Forgot it was Friday. Hello, right, Denise? Hello. Welcome, welcome. share this out. Show this out. Show this out. Right. So, as you can see, I put down trust, right, as our topic today. Trusting in any way meaning any way, quote, unquote, finger quotes. For those of you listening on the MP3 broadcast, you don't get to see my ugly mug or want to do finger quotes unless I tell you I'm doing finger quotes in the air, right? So trusting, why don't we trust, right? Why don't we trust any way? Well, that's kind of simple, but also there's a lot to unpack there. It's kind of simple because of the corruption that has been the all Recently, in the last, our lifetimes, <laughs> the lifetimes of every single person on this planet right now, no matter how old they are, right? And it goes way farther past that, back past that. Kathy, welcome. Right? Happy Saturday for you, Kathy, right? <laughs> right? Happy Saturday for you. It's still Friday for me, but you're in the future, right? So you're so much in the future, you almost catch us. <laughs> you're only a few yards behind us because you're so far ahead of us. Right. I love that about this planet. Right. Especially now where we have the reach, you know, for for all the all the years prior to the Internet, even when the world was getting smaller, when shipping was going on and that kind of stuff. It still took time. Right. You couldn't just instantaneously unless you were uh, back in the day, we had with the Citizen Band radio, we used to do what was called shoot, skip. And we would bounce a signal off of something—a body of water or uh, a satellite—if if if we could uh, hit one, mostly um, a mountain range or a body of water. And we would shoot that, bounce that signal uh, off of something with the antennas and a lot of power. And we would try and reach people on the other side of the planet. And and it worked too, right? Yeah, she's so far ahead of us. I could I couldn't like her comment. (laughs) That's funny, right? comment didn't show up yet right for us to acquire it that's hilarious (laughs) i love that so yeah so we have sorry people are messaging me i'm trying to figure out who that was looks like it was my sister just give me a thumbs up so i have that happen periodically right my phone i have to turn it on to uh vibrate or actually turn the sound off completely uh that way if anybody tries to contact me it just lights up and i can see it if i'm paying attention and, but on the computer, unfortunately, that's still hardwired in. And when somebody says something, p-ping, 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 right, Thursdays are my Fridays. Yeah. Oh, well, Thursday is your Friday because of your work probably, right? So Thursday for you is your Friday, and then you get Friday, Saturday off. Um, more than likely, that's what you mean by that. But Thursday is also your Friday because your Thursday is our Friday. No, it'd be our Wednesday, huh? Now I'm going the wrong direction. <laughs> Right. That's funny. She says, Julie says, yeah, I could like the Friday one, but not the Saturday one. So weird. Right. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying she's so far ahead of us. She had to wait for the comment to, to come into our timeline. Right. <laughs> so Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Well, that's good to have three day. I wish I, you know, when I was working, I would love to have had a three day weekend. Um, one of my buddies who worked for the government got that. He was a private contractor for the government and he only worked. You know, he had he had three days off, so he only worked four days, but he worked four twelves. So, you know, right? I'm magical. I love that. <laughs> right? Kathy says she's magical because she's so far ahead of us that even the comment couldn't be liked <laughs> because it hadn't arrived in our time zone yet, our timeline. So, trust, right? We, they they've made it. They've made it almost impossible for everyone to trust. That's what they're doing on purpose. They're trying to make, and I say they, when I say they, finger quotes again, around they, quote unquote, obviously the powers that should not be, right? And they're little acolytes, the powers that, that should not be, the people who are in that cult, right? That religion that is evil, that religion that is narcissism, that religion that is, because it is a religion, let's be serious about this. People are not talking about this in an objective manner, and that's the problem that we have. Right. Satanism is not the big evil religion. Satanism is a mockery. Satanism is whatever those guys there stand for. We're the opposite. <laughs> that's not a religion. That's that's you're you're following Christianity and and uh, Judaism and and uh, Muslim. Uh, I don't know if you call that Muslimism. What do they call that? Uh, uh, the, the Muslim faith. And you're just turning everything upside down. You're taking their uh, uh, freaking symbols that are symbols of of holiness and just turning them upside down and saying that they're unholy because it's the mirror image, right? So I get where you're trying to set up the yin-yang thing, which are unoriginal. That in and of itself, the honesty of, of Satanism, is Satanism actually depicts the real evil on this planet. Temporary, has a job, only lasts for a certain amount of time, and then it has no life. That's the truth of it. That is the truth of it. That is what that meant in the Judeo-Christian Bible when it said that God unleashed the devil on the earth for a time. That was all of time until, and is all of time, until halfway through the sixth density, and they can't go anywhere. Okay? So the devil is unleashed on the earth for a certain time to wreak havoc on the earth, and that time is over. The reason I say that is, well, how can that be if, if in fact, evil still exists until halfway through the sixth density? Because third-dimensional, third-density life is no longer supposed to be supported on Terra, on Earth, okay? We were supposed to have already graduated to fourth and fifth and, and moving towards sixth, right? Everybody likes to think we're already there. We're not. We're moving towards there, okay? Everybody says that all the time. We're already going into the seventh. It was for like a year ago. It was wow, man. We're going. Two years ago, it was we're going into the fourth. And then a year ago, we were already going into the fifth. And now six months ago, we were going into the sixth. Now I hear people saying we're already going into the seventh. I don't. Know, I guess by Christmas, we're going to be going into the back to God. We're going to skip everything, and we're not going to learn anything, and we're just going to be there because people are just saying it right without we're doing any work without doing any kind of work on anything right (laughs) yeah this is I watch my five-year-old grandson 410s very active we need three days off I agree with that I agree with that yes when you get older those kids have energy that you know, hanging out with Aaron and Norma, and they're at uh, their their daughter's house with the kids, right? And they're running around, and, and even they said, "Man, I wish I could model that energy." And those guys are in their late thirties and early forties, and like—I'm in my mid-fifties for kind of a lot. In fact, in America this year, I'm going to be considered a senior citizen legally because I'm going to be fifty-five. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. Peter, welcome, my friend. Peter Coyle's in the house. Welcome, welcome, right? So, like I said, share this out, show this out. We are uh, broadcasting on my YouTube channel, the new one. Uh, it's not a new one. It's an old one, but it's a new one for us because I just now started the, uh, broadcasting here. Um, I don't have the link. Let me log on to YouTube. And I'll get that link uh, and I'll put it in the chat. For those of you who are not on YouTube, you can see that. And for those of you who, uh, you know, prefer YouTube, and you haven't been able to find me, so you came running over to, uh, you know, to the. Uh, why is this not searching? Oh, it is. My my computer is just being slow. We'll go back over here and let that paint. So I'll put that in the chat. I'll put the link to that in the chat so we can get more subscribers there, and I'll also post it on uh, Facebook and uh, see what we can do about people finding me over there, because I'm just gone, disappeared. <laughs> Right. Just not there anymore on YouTube for those people, those over 600 plus people that were uh, that were uh, um, following me on my YouTube channel. It's gone and deleted now because I apparently, by limiting the access of Google, violated my terms of agreement by not allowing them to have access to every aspect of my life, although I don't have them having that same thing now. And they haven't deleted the account, so I think they were after me anyway, just trying to delete it. I knew that they were coming after me. I told you guys that January, December, January, they were, they were doing that. So it actually shows that I'm live there. So here, let me give you, uh, for those of you who aren't already on that channel, I will post it in the chat. For those of you who can, you can go to the to the. Uh, YouTube channel, if you want to listen in on YouTube or watch the videos there, I just posted that for you guys. Of course, it went to YouTube, (laughs) right? But it goes to everything. So so it goes automatically to YouTube. So anybody who's on YouTube, they're going to go, why did you just post the YouTube channel when we're already freaking here, man? There's not very many of you anyway, because I only have, what, 24 subscribers over there. That's it, right? Because it's only new. Okay, so. Uh, Now that I'm done looking at the monitor, you guys are watching me look at the monitor, right? Jen, welcome. right, so there you go. I was thinking about going to YouTube. Is it not available? The other, the YouTube is my channel that I had prior to me getting out of the hospital, just because when I got out of the hospital, the the day or two, I think it was the day I got out of the hospital, I logged on to my laptop, which has different malware, anti-malware programming than my cell phone. Um, That actually has, uh, uh, I pay for anti-malware, but I also have uh, anti-malware that's coalition anti-malware that you can only get if you're in the coalition. And I didn't have that hooked up to my cell phone. So while I was in the hospital, I didn't know that Google had infiltrated every aspect of my life and had all my passwords, bank account access. They could have done anything they wanted. Just somebody in Google could have said, I don't like this guy. Let's drain his bank account. And it'll look like I did it. You understand? So the program flagged it and said we're, we're limiting their access back to where they're supposed to be. The second that happened, I got an instant notification uh, that I was deplatformed from all Google products with that email account and everything I had on that email account that was linked to Google was deleted. <laughs> so the YouTube channel with over 600 videos was deleted. It's a good thing I have them backed up on my hard drive. I do that for just that reason, right? So, yeah, but uh, I had another, I have two other, um, I had three YouTube channels. So I just started broadcasting on the one that I linked there to That's under my name, right? It's not under Orion Rising. It's literally under Leonard O'Neill. Uh, so I already had a few videos there that I had made, some music videos that I had made. And then when I started doing The Way, I was, I was uh, 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 posting that there. So I was already working on that channel. I just didn't. I just don't have, you know, 600 videos up there. And I'm not going to backlog and post a bunch there. I just won't do it. I'm not going to waste my time with YouTube if they're just going to delete me uh, willy-nilly, right? So I'll, I'll go from now forward on YouTube. And if I have a you know a following there, I do. But, it, you know, 600 people following me there is nothing compared to how many people listen to me around the world. My MP3 file broadcast is listened to in 60 countries, so YouTube is bullshit. I don't care. It's just there because it's another platform, right? And so if people find me there, that's fine. Uh, soon, everybody who is who has a brain is going to leave YouTube anyways. And it's just going to be Democrats sitting around like Twitter is, sitting around going, we we got them, man. We're so cool. We drove them off this network. We can say whatever we want. They can't. We don't even know that you guys are saying it. <laughs> we don't care, Right. So it's like that's just like going to a club where you only let Democrats and then you just sit around and bitch the whole time. No one cares because the only one that hears you is the other people who are bitching just like you. So that's, that wastes your time. You're that You're a waste of time if you are politically oriented, first of all, by any party. And then if you separate yourself by that party and you only hang out with people that are in that party, then you're you're completely disassociated with reality and you just sit there going rah, 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 rah. We're all cool, man. We're cool because we're have a this after our name, a D or an R or an I or a G or LTGTBQ, and now they've added XYZ X12 b 16 13 They've added all kinds of shit now. Pretty soon they're just gonna have the whole entire alphabet. Right? They're already calling it the out, you know, the, the LGBT the alphabet. Uh, uh people because that's what they're doing with it they're like separating everything what about well, wait until we uh, wait, there's some people who like to have sex with uh sheep so we got to have that one in there right and then there's people who want to have sex with goats then there's guys who stare at goats right so pretty soon you're going to have like these little sub that's what, what they're doing now they're splitting it up into these little sub categories then you're going to have half tranny full tranny because some people are are didn't transition and have their sex organs changed but yet they're still uh, uh, transitioned. So those are going to be half trans and full trans. So you're going to have to have the the half T, right? HT and FT, right? And, and I'm going to demand that, right? And then what about the people who are bi that are male bi or female bi, right? So we can't have that in the same, in the same thing, right? If you're a man and you're bi, that's different than being a female and being bi. She's still a female and she's bi. I'm a male and being bi. There's a difference. Wait, no, there's no difference in the gender. She's called the you know, all the things that, that piss people off now or did piss people off. Right? You can't call a woman a woman. You have to call them a breastfeeder or a breeder, <laughs> which was offensive from the dawn of time until the people who are trying to make sure that everybody's inclusive said that women can't be notified as women and neither can men. I'd like to know what they're calling us. Are they calling us penis? Are they calling us testosterone? What are they calling men? Right? Probably just assholes. <laughs> Racists. <laughs> right? Women get to have that breeder or or, or breastfeeder or whatever else they call them that's non-gender, supposedly. Uh, but what are men, right? I haven't heard that. I'd like to know what they call men, right? Trisexual, right? People who, who have sex with shoes, oh, I always think of trisexual because you try anything. Right. Peter says I'm trisexual. People have sex with shoes. That's hilarious, bro. (laughs) Right. theater YouTube channel on my Facebook and to my Facebook groups, my Twitter account. Right. Yeah. So Peter saying, yeah, same same crap. I mean, you know, whatever. And now they're going after Elon Musk, right? Here's my political uh, grandstanding before the show here while we we'll get back into trust. But all this has to do with why we don't have any fucking trust in anything, including religions or anything else, is this kind of shit that's going on in the world. right? So so Twitter, which was notoriously one-sided, let's be serious, uh, only banning certain uh, people that have a different letter behind their end of their name than those who have an opinion. Uh, that are in charge, and so Elon Musk buys it because he wants to ensure that it stays neutral. And everybody flip the fuck out. And now Elon Musk, who was their hero five days ago, is now public enemy number one. They're like, "Oh my God, he's destroying our ability to to uh, limit people's. Uh, I mean, uh, uh make sure that everything is on the up and up on our channel and and and." and Delete everybody who has an opinion other than the one we have. Uh, I mean, not, I mean, you know, keep everything safe for everybody to talk. <laughs> right? Come on. So now they're freaking out because he said that he thinks everything should be open for everyone before and he was their hero. But now that he owns part of it, they're like, wait, what does that actually mean? That means he's going to allow people that we don't want to hear from speak. I mean, I know it's against the Constitution of the United States, but hey, Constitution, schmonstitution, we're a private owned company, which they're not because they're owned by board members, which is strange. So they're not actually a private company. They're a public, but when you buy into it, you automatically get on the board, but it's still a private company because you guys haven't taken it to the public to buy, but you could buy stock. So did he buy stock on the stock market or did he swindle it out of somebody and buy it from somebody who had the stock? Good question. Anyway. So he has 8.9% or 9.8%, uh, which is the controlling interest from the amount of people who own stock in it on the boards. So that board must be pretty big because when you consider the the average is below that, because that's the majority. So the average is somewhere around 3 to 5%. So there's got to be a ton of fuck ton of people that are on that board. You got to walk into a room. There's got to be 100 people sitting in there. Right? I mean, if, if everybody had 10%, that's 100 people. Or well, it's 10 people. My bad. So it's still less. It's half that. So it's at least 20 people on that board. Maybe more. <laughs> they all sit around. Yeah, I have 1.2%. I have controlling interest right now. I have a half of 1%. I bought a half of a half a percent. You can do that now. You can buy a half or a quarter of a piece. Now now we're getting back to pieces of eight. And hey, people understand those now. Right? Bitcoin is the same way. You can buy pieces of Bitcoin. Pretty soon you're going to have pieces of eight. A piece of a Bitcoin. They already have that. So now he's public enemy number one because he bought stock to ensure that people would be able to have open and free conversation. And now they want to stifle him and try. And they can't get rid of him. He has controlling interest. They can't delete him. They can't put his shit into, into jail. We're going to ban your account. His account is right now what's keeping that company alive. Donald Trump's gone, so they almost went under. But then he started tweeting, and he has like 600 million followers. So the reason the Twitter is around Elon Musk, right? Prior to that, it was the only thing he was keeping it alive was Donald Trump. And every time he tweeted something, they all fucking went nuts. Everybody on the planet was following Donald Trump. That's what Elon Musk is. And now they're all freaking out. So trust, why are we not trusting? Well, there you go. Let's talk about big media. Just big media is enough, right? And then then let's look at, Politicians in America—I don't know the way this is in other countries—but I'm pretty sure it's basically the same. Politicians in America are 100% up for sale. 100% up for sale. They will do anything for the money that you give them, including allowing spies to be in their midst for 10 or 15 years. We had Dianne Feinstein did that, right? We just—they just uncovered that Jill Biden uh, and their Secret Service team got duped for a couple of years now. And they had people that were not even, they were uh, foreign nationals pretending to be a uh, secret service and everybody and buying them off. And now there's a bunch of secret service agents that are on, on administrative leave because their asses are about to get fired because they took bribes, okay, to, to not say anything. Anybody who was getting kind of weird, they gave them bribes. So <laughs> the, the one thing that's consistent in the American government is that the the Republicans have never been uncovered for having spies in their midst yet. The Democrats exclusively have had 15 or 20 different Democrats who have either been bought off, paid off, or just outright had a spy working for them and didn't know about it. And then there are about four that did know about it, that do know about it, And they aren't doing anything about it with the people who were caught who had spies in their midst. Dianne Feinstein's driver, chauffeur, for 10 years was a spy for the Chinese government. Did she have to step down when everyone found that? No, because the Democrats are in charge. They don't care. Right? There's a couple of people. One of the guys, uh, I can't think of his name right now. I'll think of it in a minute, but I can't think of his name right now. He's a senator from California. The reason he's in power is because he was fucking a Chinese spy. In fact, when the FBI and the CIA and the NSA got onto her and they questioned him, the very first thing he did after the questioning was run back to Little Miss Patch. And I say that because I don't know whether she had one or not, but she had a spot, a G spot, that he liked a lot. And he went and told her that they were on to her and she skedaddled out of the country quickly before they could catch her. That's treasonous. Did they do anything with him? No, he's actually on the oversight committee. So that means he's on, he has Secret Service access and access to everything in the federal government. Pardon me. I got the fan blowing on me and the window open, so now I'm getting pollen up my nose and I'm sneezing. I should have taken some allergy medicine. Yeah, fang fang. Yes, fang fang. <laughs> right or no fang fang was yeah no i think that was her right <laughs> thank you Denise, <laughs> and thank you kathy i had two two blessings one said bless you the other one said god bless you i love that thank you guys oh wait julie to bless you too so three of you thank you very much i love you guys for that i love you so yeah i'm over here <laughs> i didn't even mute my microphone i didn't even cover my fucking mouth <laughs> it's not like there's anybody here i'm going to infect though with my microphone luckily, no one else uses this. I get up here and start talking, and I got my snot all over it now. (laughs) Sneezing all over it. (laughs) Right, Julie says, I've been doing that all day. I know, right? I mean, come on. It's it's that season. It's hay fever season. I live in California, in Northern California, so we're covered with green everywhere. So we have a lot of pollen. And that's okay. I'm all right with that because I love that. Right? My eyes were bugging me earlier. She says my eyes were all puffy. Mine were bugging me earlier and I was rubbing them because uh, I had shit in them from <laughs> pollen getting there. They, they feel kind of puffy a little bit because of that. Right? They're a little dry too. I think I'm a little parched. <laughs> that happens. Right? Unless these days, because I don't drink alcohol anymore. Right? When I was drinking, I would get more dehydrated because I would be drinking at night. No, I don't do that. Although I do still uh, smoke pot. And every now and then, there's this one pot that I smoke that dries out my eyes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. It doesn't know. It gives me a cotton mouth like mad dog. And then it dries out my eyes, too. So it's crazy. And so I'm sitting there going, ah, ah and I'm like, that's just because I'm high and I'm tripping. I'm like, no, that those eyes are dry. So it dries me out. It's not even uh, really high THC. I got to take like three or four hits and it only lasts for an hour. <laughs> so it's it's about a 50 or below. Uh, milligrams that I'm used to smoking that 80 stuff, 80 to 88, and getting fucking oh, bang, bang. get your brain caved in, stoved in, right? <laughs> uh, did Aaron pop in? Hi, Aaron. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Show this out. Show this out. Show this out. So I saw people saying hi, Aaron. So Aaron hasn't said hi, but apparently Aaron's in the house because people said your friend Aaron is watching with you. So trust, right? So we have our, our, an issue with trust. Well, we have an issue with trust because they're doing that to us. Think about, they're making us live in fear. They're trying to sell us. uh, There he is. Welcome, Aaron. So they're trying to sell us on on racial injustice and that that there's a, you know, we're systemically racist and that there's a race war going on. And you walk around town and you ask people and there's some people who buy into it and they're afraid. But most of the people, 80, 90% of the population, they're like, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. There's nothing going on here. Nothing. Right, so they tried to sell us uh, during during the coup. They tried to sell us that the at the exact same time that was nothing but racial stuff going on, and we needed a race war. Uh, but the problem was that Antifa. Every every person in Antifa, was white. They were all privileged white kids, from upper middle class families. Going to college, who are indoctrinated and brainwashed. This is not a joke. You look on TV at how every unless unless African American people are smarter and they fucking run before the cops arrest them, which is very possible, right? Because they're already you know uh, kind of paranoid because they they have the that mathematical equation that they speak about that says they get arrested more than white people do. Which isn't true. When you look at the actual math of how many people per capita get arrested that are African-American, how many people per capita get arrested that are white in any neighborhood, white people get arrested more than black people do. Okay, so that all of that stuff is a myth and it's all misnomer. It's crap. Uh, Well, there's more black people in jail than there are white people. No, they're not. No, they're not. There's an equal portion of all races in jail. There's not a predominantly all black and predominantly all white, predominantly all Hispanic, predominantly all. There are some races that don't get arrested very often. Right. Because there's, I guess, smarter like Native Americans, I guess, because there's fewer of them. I don't know. But otherwise, you look at white people, black people, all that. They're just the, amount of, they're the amount, same people, same amount of people in, that are in there. So, you know what I mean? So you could look at that and say, well, white people outnumber black people. So if there's the exact same. So I'm just saying that because I don't know what the exact number is. But from what I'm told that it's it's equal. So that would mean that there are more white people in prison than there are black people. Do you understand? Because if white people are more populous by, say, double than black people, then there's going to be for them to be the same amount. You'll have more white people being arrested per capita than black people because there's less of them. Do you understand? So if you say 50 percent, it's not that, but if you say 3 percent of all black people are in prison and you say 3 percent of all white people are in prison because it's the same when you go and count them, there's going to be twice or three times the amount of white people than there are black people because that's the way the population is. Right. I mean, if that's what the population is, if there's three times more white people in the population, the only way that there could be the same amount of people in jail per capita is that there has to be three times more in the jail is the same as outside. I don't know 100 percent of the statistic, but I do know that that's what I'm told. Right, and oh, yeah, I'm supposed to believe that that, that here's now when I'm not supposed to believe people, so I'm supposed to believe somebody. This is so that it's the stuff that we have that uh, is in, embedded in our brain that makes us not trust. Do you understand? So we we have these stories like the the whole 1816 or 1619. That story's fake and made up. There was no ship who landed for the first time in 1619 with slaves. That didn't happen. It didn't happen. It really didn't. That was made up by that New York newspaper. That's not that's true. You can look that up. It was made up. The story was made up. Is it possible that around that time the first slave came to America? It is possible. But I believe they got here before that. The slaves were here for they were already a slave trade was has been in effect for far longer than 1619. I'm just saying. Right when you had pirates in the caribbean in the 1100s that means people were all around the world by then i'm supposed to believe that they took there was this big that slavery never existed until that time that's that's bullshit slavery existed on this planet forever forever there's always been slaves because you're going to say well there wasn't any slaves wait, wait a minute we're talking about the jews were supposedly slaves to the to the africans right because the Egyptians were not white, they're depicted as white people in all the movies from the 30s and 40s. Because white people were the actors in all the movies, they didn't let other races in yet, right? So Moses in 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 the 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 the, the Ten Commandments was Charlton Heston, a white guy. Moses was in fact a black man who's Jewish. I'm sorry. So he was, but he was dark enough to where the the Africans thought he was part of their family. Do you understand? They didn't think he was Egyptian, or I'm sorry, they thought he was Egyptian. So, are we trying to say that the Egyptians were white people now? Because according to all black people, the Egyptians and that entire pantheon of greatness were not. Cleopatra was black. They, you look at even Tutankhamun he was he was African. So. There was no hiatus of African people in charge at the time. So how is it that Moses fooled the Egyptians, being a Jew, where they thought that he was African? He couldn't have been 100% Jew. He couldn't have been 100% Jewish, because if he was, and he was, in fact, Hebrew Jewish, right? Jerusalem uh, Jewish, he was not that dark, unless the, the dark people back then, or the Africans were lighter, or the Jews were darker because even with uh, with uh, 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 Mary Magdalene, she was supposedly a priestess of Isis, which would suggest that she's African, dark. She was what the wife of Jesus, so you have to understand, guys, that there was there was you know yeah Jesus was black. Peter says, right? You have to understand that they were darker. Everybody was saying that they're the chosen race. They were Hebrews. They were Jewish. And Jewish people today are are not as dark as Africans. But how is it that all these people were mistaken for Africans and Africans were mistaken for Jews? They must have been a lot closer in their color back when Jesus was around. Do you understand? Otherwise, there would have been obvious distinction. If I go to Africa, there's a distinction. They're gonna look at me and go, "What's that white ass cracker doing up here in the desert like? He's gonna get sunburned so bad, he's done. He's gonna die anyway. Just leave him out there." So Peter says Jesus was black. So it's a good possibility that he had those people were interbreeding. If the Jews were slaves to the Africans for more than a year, they started interbreeding. Okay. And for those people, that's just like when you when you come forward in time to, you know, you look at the what is that book about the South over here? Um, um, I can't think of the name of it right now. It's a big thick book that has like 10,000 pages or more and made movies, uh, uh, Gone with the Wind uh, I think was one of them. I think that was it, Gone with the Wind. One of the women in there who one of the men fell in love with was in fact black, but she was white enough that nobody was able to notice, which meant that either there was more darker white people or there were some really light colored uh, African-Americans there are today. So I'm assuming there probably was that because there's women that I look at. And I wonder, I wonder if she's black because she's got like all white features, but she's kind of dark. I wonder if that's African-American. I don't make that distinction as far as race, other than I like to to notice the DNA. And sometimes most of the time I think that shit's yummy. Right? I'm probably the most unprejudiced person when it comes to uh, looking at women on the face of the earth. Well, I know my father was pretty the same way. I don't look at women by their skin color. In fact, sometimes I do because sometimes that skin color adds to their beauty, right? Like I watched that that series, TV series Nine One One, right? And th- there's a there's two women on there that are, I know are African who are who are super hot, right? Both of them are really really pretty. One of which is like six foot one, and she's got like really big boobs. She's one of the girls that works on the ambulance. Super hot. I know she's African. I don't know what else she's mixed with, right? Because she's not all, she's mulatto. She's mixed with something white, German, probably because of her height, right? She's tall, big, big boned woman. And then the other woman who's married to, who's she married to? I think her, father, her husband died, so she's not married to anybody, right? Actually, all the African women in 911, and then 911 Lone Star, right? Uh, all the African American women. But then again, that's why they got the parts, because they're pretty, right? They're good looking women. Yeah, mulatto, right? Julie say mulatto, right? I mean, you know, we're the the beauty of America, the beauty of this planet now is that we're so blended, we're mixing all kinds of different colors and DNA together. And man, we're making some really pretty humans. Right? I mean, we had pretty humans before. I think the, the people who are who are the purists, right? You look at African men and African women who haven't interbred with any white people, and they're sexy. Right, they're hot, and then you get everything in between. That's hot. You have Asians, and then you have Asians mixing with Black people, and Asians mixing with White people, and their offspring mixing with other uh, uh, races. Right? We're making for some really, really pretty shit, and that's why I you know, we chose these different uh, differences in the human race, because if we didn't, and everybody was the same color, it would be boring, and then we'd all be the same. Why we all shave our head and dress the same too? You know what I mean? Let's all wear uh, gray and wear the same exact clothing and shave our heads. So we can't tell the difference between men and women. Do you know what I mean? That would be kind of the way it would be. It would be boring. And we would have only subtle differences uh, in in uh, our our looks. This way we have like every race and color and uh, and shade in between everything, including eye shape and just everything It's fucking sexy. Pardon me for for like going down that road. But even that has been exploited, getting back on point. Even that has been exploited for us to be afraid and not trust anything. And we talk about it all the time, right? I mean, those of us who are even trying to do good, we, we kind of uh, uh, throw mistrusting ideology out there without prefacing it. Right. How many times have you heard me and everybody else that has been on the shows with me talk about the religions being corrupted? But we don't, you know, rarely I try to say, but listen, you can still go to those churches and you can still graduate and you can still, uh, you know, make it back to heaven. They're not corrupted to the point where it's useless for you to do. Some people need that and they believe it. They get mad at me and say, you're the devil. How dare you question my faith and my religion? I'm not questioning your faith. I'm questioning the religion and their doctrine. Because I know what they're really up to. Okay, That's like the politicians here in America, and I'm sure around the world. They are up for sale. Up for sale. To the highest bidder. And that's coming out. And it's on all sides. It's not just one side. Right. The, the, the Democrats would have you believe that the Republicans were all bought off and that they were all tools of Putin. And that so was Donald Trump. Well, we know how that turned out. None of them were found in, in from their. Their freaking, uh, 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 uh panel of people, their investigation, their special investigation said there is not a single person in in anywhere that has to do with any Republican. That has any tie to any foreign country. We didn't do the same for the Democrats, did we? Because we all know. We know those of us who are paying attention know there's seven or eight of them who are on the take from just the Chinese government alone. That's being bore out now. And I mentioned diane Feinstein with a spy. We just had, uh, 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 what was his name? Uh, I, I, it's not Josh Gates because he's a Republican. I can't think of his name. I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. And he's a, a Democrat. And his girlfriend, we were talking about that, I think he was having sex with her, was in fact a spy. She was paying to get him elected, paid to get him into place where he is. She was his handler and his manager, a spy, reporting to the Chinese communist government. Uncovered, and she ran the country, fled the country, when he told her, after he was told by the federal government, that they were on to her okay and they said he didn't do anything wrong well that's because they the they he's talking about are are people who are who are uh you know uh, loyal to his political party that's the shit that needs to change worldwide okay so that's one of the reasons we don't trust anything and the fact that they corrupted the churches we have a hard time trusting that Because the churches aren't being honest. They're not telling you the real story. They have been trying to protect uh, and and keep the information and the scrolls away from us for all of time to make sure that we don't know. We We don't get to have the knowledge that gets erased when you get mind wiped before you get born. So we never have access to it until it showed up. And now we have access to it. Okay. And now people are understanding it. So we have a hard time trusting because everything that is an external ego is attacking us. Thank you, Aaron, for sharing this out. By the way, because um, I got the notification that you shared it a couple places. Thank you for that. I was going to do it. I forgot. I always forget, and then I and then I just keep talking. So, so they're trying to get us to be pit against one another. They tried that during the coup, right? They locked down for no apparent reason. They're even saying now that that six foot thing was arbitrary and that no one else in the world said that they were doing three feet in Germany and a couple other places. And then they even said that was too far. Right. Funny how how this is the hypocrisy that gets people untrusting as well. Okay, when when the orange guy was in charge and somebody in his uh, regime tested positive. The news agencies and the media and all the people with D's after the name freaked out because they had a party outside and that nobody was wearing masks. So that was a super spreader event. Everyone's going to die. Nancy Pelosi gets it and hugs and kisses the president. And they're like, oh, no, she has to be in close contact for 15 minutes or more uh, for it to be in any way, shape or form um, uh, 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 a thing. Weird, because they were telling all of us that if we were didn't if we weren't six feet away from each other, we were a super spreader, and that we we're fucking uh, you know gonna give everybody gonna kill everybody. And then all of a sudden, when all of that goes away, first of all, it's no longer a plan it's now an endemic, a no demic Then they're like, well, they have to be in close contact uh, for 15 minutes. So if I have sex with somebody who has COVID, but we do a quickie and I'm done in five to seven, maybe 10 minutes, I come in under the line, I won't catch it. Is that what you're saying? Does the same thing work with venereal disease? If I have my penis inside of somebody's body, but I only have it in there for about six minutes, I won't catch anything that they have. Yeah. See, that's not how that works. (laughs) Okay. It's not how that works. So. So they're saying that because they're they they they're afraid first of all and you know that the first thing those people did was ran out to their doctor and got all the shit that they claimed didn't work and they start fucking taking shots and taking that stuff hydroxy I'm not going to finish that word I'll get banned from fucking YouTube again and Facebook right and and all those other things I'm not going to name them because the second I do the algorithm's going to get me the algorithm is covid COVID is not a thing. I've said that before. Was it hiding under the staircase waiting for you? I have a staircase out here by my door. So when I come out, I have to walk under a staircase to go out because of the way they designed this The staircase literally goes up and blocks my fucking window out of my bedroom. <laughs> right? I mean, it doesn't block to where I can't like, you know, there's eight, 10 feet between my window and the staircase. But the staircase goes up. Right. So we have this is my hobbit hole. We only have windows on the one side. <laughs> right. And so there's bedroom sliding glass door, living room windows, and then the bedroom window over here. Uh, and and uh, that's it. So my brother started calling it our hobby, our hobbit hole. And it is. It's like the, it's like the hobbit hole under the mountain because the building's so big and we have, a, 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 you know, two stories. So I laugh about that. So. Right. You guys are still you guys are talking about with the, the young and the old. Right. Still still doing that. Yeah. The, the young over here, which I can't figure out. The one group. This is another reason that we don't trust. The one group in America that can't get it, that if they get it, it's like a cold. Is the kids under 15, under 18, really? And we have them all fucking locked down with a mask on again. But we don't care about their parents or grandma and grandpa anymore but we don't want the kids to have it because they're worried about a super spreader but yet they're saying you have to be in an enclosed in close proximity not just in the same room because Nancy was in the same room with with Sleepy Joe for a long time and then she went up and hugged him they're like no 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 she has to be in close proximity we mean super close tied in close oh so they would have to have sex for you to say that she might have spread it to him But when the orange guy was having a party outside, everyone was going to die because it was a super spreader event. See how these these differences in the same people and what they say is what goes? And this creates no trust. So we already aren't trusting anyways. And then they say no church and state. We have to have separation of church and state. The devil was the one who came up with that, by the way. Because state is their religion of evil people. And you guys out there in the world have just overlooked that forever. Welcome, Wayne. Share this out, show this out, show this out, right? Welcome from England, right? I'm saying welcome to you from California, but welcome to you in England, in the UK. So, and they did this in the UK too, right? Everywhere, really. I mean, I think you guys in Australia are still locked down. You have a totalitarian government that's not quite any different than the Canadian government at this point. And and the the American government's not too far behind. They're more corrupt than you guys, I think, altogether. Because the empire is the American government. That's the empire. That's the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. The empire is the rich and the elite, which own America, own England, own Australia, own Canada, and everywhere where white people live, pretty much. Except for those places who booted their ass out. Hungary, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, Finland, few other places right? that said, no, no, we're not going to accept your bullshit here. <laughs> Can't say France or Germany at this point. Germany is is, is kowtowing to Russia and keeping their their uh, war machine going uh, by making sure. And then, of course, our government is too. Our government over here made all of this possible. Uh, Putin should have, have signs that says uh, this war brought to you by the American Empire because if it wasn't for this regime and everything they did from day one, this war wouldn't be happening in Ukraine today. Fooling yourself, lying to yourself, and being subjective, being a subject, and being submissive if you don't see that. Okay? If you're objective, which is hard because most people pick a side, which means most people only watch a certain news channel that they think is telling them the truth there isn't a fucking news channel on this earth that is telling you the truth there is truth in what they say because they have to tell a little truth with all the lies otherwise people just flat don't buy their lies and they stopped telling some truths with most of their lies in the last 10 years well actually before that but in the last 10 years you guys out there started catching on i got people that pop off now and go man when do they start lying, man? They're just completely outright lying. I'm like, they've never told the truth, ever. You just caught up. Guys like me have been saying that when we were hippies, it, you know, being outcasts in our teens and 20s. Where we either had long hair or we shaved our head completely and then we were called skinheads. And then we were neo-Nazis or Nazis because we had we had shaved our head. Like right now, I shaved the hair off my head. So now that makes me a Nazi in America because I'm bald. But see, then when I have my gray hair showing, they go, well, maybe he's not a Nazi. Maybe he's just a bald-ass old man. Well, well, that still makes him racist because he's white and he's old. (laughs) Racist. Right? And then when you come and see my family and we have a family reunion, you realize that I'm the whitest motherfucker in the room because I'm the genetic throwback. I'm the recessive gene. (laughs) Okay? Okay. I'm the one who looks like this because my mom looks like this. And my grandfather, my father's father was the recessive gene, right? So he had red hair and freckles. And that's where I get my freckles. And it's just shit used to be ginger, used to be red, used to be freaking orange. Same with my hair on my head, but my hair on my head is now more pepper or salt than it is pepper, right? And then well, not quite, I still have more about the same, about half and half now, but my beard white since I turned 43, 44. My father turned, his went white when he turned 40. It's genetics in the family. And his was black. He had dark hair, right? So if you look at my family, that most of them look native or they look Hispanic. True. My my uh, my Irish blood is a black Irish clan, which means that we're darker. This is a genetic throwback, okay? And that's in my clan, the O'Neill's, have that genetic throwback. Originally, when when uh, champion nail nail of the nine champion w- was alive, when he went to high Brazil, he had two kids. One was uh, was a uh, redhead and one was black haired, raven haired. There's always those two in every generation. And from that time, it used to be there was one the black haired in every generation, but everybody else was light skinned. It switched. We were dark. We're a black Irish race. So most of the people have the black hair. And pale skin, but they can also get dark. That's why they call them black Irish because they're they're dark, like in, in considered black to the Irish people and the Welsh people. Not as as black as Africans, but considered black, black people. So I'm a genetic throwback. So my family look Hispanic and Native because they are <laughs> right. Everybody in my generation, right? We're we're you know five percent to eight uh, percent uh, Native. But the next generation behind us, some of them are half Native and some of them are half Hispanic. Some of them are half Black. Okay. And some of them are are part of all of that mixed in. Right. But there's still the genetic throwback. So even that, they're trying to get us all to mistrust and distrust each other. So all of everything they're working on, guys, is, is antitrust. They shouldn't call Antifa anti fascist, they should call it antitrust. Black Lives Matter should be anti anti racist or it should be anti white people because they're not actually for racism of any other race besides black. They they, they call it the black first, so they're racist by their very nature. They're, they're if you focus on your race, if I'm white and I focus on white people and say that white people uh, should have our own television channel called White Entertainment. They call me a racist. Black entertainment exists, but they're not racist. Do you understand? They can have a, show, a a group of people called Black Lives Matter. You can't have a group of people called White Lives Matter. All of a sudden, we're in hoods and we're the KKK and we're racist. But if you're worried about black people only, you're not racist. Just ask them. That's racist. Okay? And then this critical race theory is racist. And if you don't think it is, you're lying to yourself. Let's be honest here. If you're going to be honest and objective, you're going to call a spade a spade. And I hate to say that because it makes it sound like I'm saying a black person, a black person. You're going to call a heart a heart, a diamond a diamond. You're going to call it for what it really is. It's racism. If you identify people by the race or the skin of their color or their creed, that's racism. That is the definition of racism. Look it up. Okay? Black people can't be racist. Where's that written? It's written in somebody's black book. Black people can't be racist because they were the ones who uh, have been uh, the whole the whole system is systemically racist towards them. It's not. It's systemically racist towards everyone who is not the elite. They don't give a fuck what race you are because you're not theirs. Theirs is money. It's not a, their color is green. That's why they call greed green. Do you understand? So you have to realize that if you're being objective and honest. Objective means to be honest to a fault, no matter what your feelings are. No matter what your doctrine is, to be objective means to look at something for what it really is. Not motivated by what you want it to be. Not motivated by what you hope it is. Not motivated by what you think it should be. Not motivated by what you want it to be in the future, But what it is, what a thing is, a rose is a fucking rose. A piece of dog shit is a piece of dog shit. A duck is a duck. A racist is a racist. And then that's nothing to do with race. Racism doesn't start with white people. It ended with white people. Do you understand that? Racism ended with white people. White people were the ones who ended racism in America. Black people didn't rise to end racism. Asian people didn't rise to raise. It was white people and everyone else. But the white people in charge that you guys talk about, they're the ones who signed the laws. Well, they did it only because they had to. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. They did that only because they knew that they could beat the South by freeing the slaves because the South didn't have enough people to guard them. That was probably part of their decision. Let's be objective here. That was probably part of their decision. Hey, you know, they can't fight the war. and take care of all their plantations at the same time because it's slave labor that does it so was that a factor i'll bet you it fucking was okay let's be objective did abraham lincoln only free the slaves because he was put under pressure that's a lie abraham lincoln ran on being an abolitionist look that up abolitionist means to abolish slavery That was what that party was invented for. He was a Republican, but there was not a political party. People were abolitionists by nature, by choice. They wanted to abolish slavery, and most of the government at the time wanted to abolish slavery. What does all this have to do with trust, Leo? Because there's been so many lies about that that people don't trust white people. And the people who are propagating the lies, you can look this up, let's be objective, The South and all of the white people in the South were 100% Democrat. The 2 million KKK members were 100% Democrat. Look it up. Be objective. Even Google still hasn't hidden that shit from you. So you can Google that shit. Okay? So you have to be objective with history. If you only listen to bullshit propaganda... From these bullshit news agencies, because whichever one you turn on is either a mouthpiece for the Democrats or a mouthpiece for the Republicans. And every now and then you'll find one that's a mouthpiece for the independents in there somewhere. But you're not going to find an objective, honest, and open anybody because they're all fucking liars. They're part of the religion. Do you understand that? Newscasters are the sportscasters broadcasting that religion. Okay? That's why the sports guy, when they go to the sports guy or the sports woman, you never hear them talking about politics because they're they're sports people. But all the other people who talk about politics and they give you the, 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 the party line on every channel, I don't care what channel you're on, ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, whatever fucking channel you have, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, here in America, any of those channels, They are literally a mouthpiece for one particular party or the other, period. So the only way that you're going to find out what's really going on in the world is to find out, Okay, CNN is all is a Democratic hack. Fox is a Republican hack. If I watch an hour of CNN and an hour of Fox, I'm going to get the true story from their bullshit lies. Do you understand? you're going to find the common ground that they're both bitching about pointing at the other person saying they did it that's what children do that's what newscasters are they're 12 years old mentally and that's what politicians are 12 to 15 year old kids yelling past each other and spreading lies they've passed laws that said they can say anything no matter how hideous or nefarious that goes against the ten commandments Not to mention the Constitution of the United States or whatever constitution, if you guys have that kind of proclamation in your government in whatever country you're in. i will guarantee you if America passed those laws, so did the UK, so did Australia, so did Germany, France, all the other countries have passed those laws that allow their government officials to say anything and use propaganda on their own people because that's what they do. I see it every day. So I know that Canada does. I know that Australia, I know that all these governments use propaganda against their people because they see the same propaganda. Word for word, mind you, the same memo that all of the Democrats on the on this side over here are saying. You'll hear the exact same words verbatim being said in every country by that party, whatever the name of that party is, that is affiliated with the progressives left. And then you have the progressive right, And they all say the same shit. So they all get the same memo worldwide from somebody pulling strings on high. And it's not the news agencies coming up with it at their board meetings because all news agencies are using the same script. It comes from someone higher up who writes that. Do you understand? And then sends it to the CEOs and owners of those companies, and they send it down the chain. Those guys aren't sitting around in a think tank room every day Thinking shit up, what's going to be said on the news all day? That shit comes in on the fly, which means there's a group of people that are high, high, high up on the food chain who dictate down off of the tablecloth to the kids' table to all the people that are in charge of all the networks. Do you understand? So, because of that, we sense that. And again, we don't trust, even though they're trying to force fear into us to make us not trust. We're still seeing through their lies, some of us, and we trust less. So we don't trust anything anymore because they've also corrupted everything, the information highway, on everything. You can't look anything up without getting a negative, no matter what it is. Sky's blue. It's not really blue. It's actually this indigo kind of color because of the reflection of Venus. And then you go, what? No, no, it's not. It's blue. It's always been blue. It's not a fucking indigo. It's not some other color. It's blue. And in fact, these days it's kind of gray. It's not quite blue anymore, is it? Because of the pollution. Yeah. Because there's so much crap up there now that it's not actually blue. Just like Tahoe it used to be a beautiful, beautiful dark blue. Tahoe's not dark blue anymore. It's still blue, but it's not blue like it was. That's why they have the bumper stickers that say keep keep Tahoe blue. If you guys, if any of you ever came to see Lake Tahoe, it's beautiful. Beautiful color. But it's still not the color that it was. And the sky is not the color it was when I was a child. And it's not because I saw things differently then than I see now. Okay. So all of this causes us not to trust. And then when they take away the information, and we actually sense that people are are saying things that we think are nefarious, we sense that even though we don't. So we, we have this Un- unconscious tr- untrust, do you understand? So that creates angst in us and fear in us, even on a subconscious level that we're unaware of. So we have a really hard time trusting any way, right? Because of all of this stuff. So it, the only way that we can change all that, first of all, is is by doing work on ourselves and realizing you have to be objective again and do shadow work and realize that I have a lot of untrust and that bleeds that bleeds over into our relationships and they're trying to destroy those. They don't want anybody married. They want everybody cohabitating and they want you guys all being in polyamorous, uh, uh, you know, uh, relationships. Those break down because it doesn't work. We humans were not designed to not be exclusive. We can have fun for a while. Kids do that. They want everybody to act like children and just have sex with anybody because they're hoping that that spreads venereal diseases and people die. That's what they're hoping. Come on. When you catch the guys from Philip Morris, when someone asked them, do you smoke cigarettes? That's famous. Hell no. Cigarettes are for the poor, the weak, and the stupid. Wait, no, no. They said the poor, the black, and the stupid. That's what the guy said. They played on television. That's real. So they knew that cigarettes were killing people, but they sold it to them anyways because they were killing off people that they were not in their club. Do you understand? They've done that with everything. They're still doing it with all the food and all the shit that's in America. and They're trying to do around the world. Right? Then he said, so sad when you can't trust. Put it up on the screen. When you can't trust, what a world. Well, you can. That's that's my point. My point of that is not to bring up all of this and make everybody believe that there is no trust in the world. Okay? Because that's a reality that they're creating. That's the fake reality. So, so I had to go down this road, and I spent the whole hour on it. Some people probably turned off because they didn't want to hear all this negative stuff that I'm talking about. But the reason for that is I was trying to get that across. And did that scare people? Did you guys go, fuck, I don't trust anything? I hope that it did. I hope it drove everybody to that place. That's what I was trying to do. And then I'm going to show you how you can get away from that and what we have to do to get away from that. Uh, just coming before coming online, I was talking to, uh, I hate to say one of my students, but one of my followers. And she was talking about, I, well, I, she was talking about a, a family member, and I can't get into details because I don't have permission. Uh, a family member who, who has an issue, and she was like, I, I should be more concerned. And I said, Well, you know, because of, and this is what spawned me to do this uh, uh, about trust today. Literally, I was going to do it about something else, and I'll do that next week. And I said, No, we're going to do trust because I need to talk about this. I had this happen to me. and This is why I, I said this to her, and then uh, saying this now, because of all of this untrustworthy stuff that's going on. So we don't realize that we shut down our trust. That's part of the shadow work that you have to do. It's part of being objective with yourself is to realize that society has not only driven you, you know, with your armor on all the time. So you're not letting down your boundaries, but you don't trust. And so if you don't trust people, you can't love people because you have to trust someone to love them. Right. Oh, I can love somebody and not trust them. No, you can't. No, you can't. You might. Okay. You could, but you can't, you're not in love with them. So you don't love them on a deep, intimate level you love them as another human being but i'm not going to let them in too close because i don't trust them do you understand so there's an issue of trust some people have uh, trust issues with relationships to where they they won't continue with the relationship because they're afraid of it either failing or or putting themselves out there because someone's hurt them so they have trust issues and all of those trust issues are because of everything in society drumming that out of us so not only are they keeping us and drumming out the, the our trust in religion they're they're literally killing our trust in everything doctors look at what look at what the coop did for trust in doctors and that entire industry and what did that do for the trust in government in that entire industry what did that do for the trust in secret services like here in America FBI CIA NSA all of the all of the institutional, There's entities that are supposed to be policing and protecting America are openly corrupt and have been forever, but most people just are catching on to it. So the problem is that more and more as people wake up, the more and more they're becoming untrusting because they're seeing what's being done to them. And and, and I hate to use that word understanding because we don't stand under anyone. Understanding Understanding, getting what's actually going on. And when you get that information and you gain that knowledge and you see it, your trust disappears more and more. So she said to me, going back to the, my uh, person that spoke to me prior to being coming on the air, you would think I, I should be more emotional about that. And I don't feel attached. And I said, you know, there was a time when you do this work, because you're working on yourself, first of all, you're being objective with yourself, your emotions then come out and you, you kind of tend to try and keep that from getting crazy and having, you know, like a breaking down and crying in public or getting mad for something. And you go, why did I get mad? I got triggered because I was working on blah, 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 whatever that all that. Let- bubbles over so you work on that but you try to keep that intact but then when you are learning these things and you start trusting less you don't realize that that it has an effect on you on a subconscious level and your and your trust is even going away more than you realize and so because of that i got to a point where i was I, i was concerned that i might be a sociopath in some way Not the evil part, but sociopaths don't have any feelings towards any other person. And one of the problems that people have these days, more and more, is looking at someone and thinking, I love you, but I don't feel anything. Why is that? That's not because you have a mental disorder. It is because you have a mental disorder. (laughs) It's not because there's something wrong with your brain. It's because... All of the bombardment of mistrust, distrust that you're seeing and witnessing in the world and realizing is causing you to suppress trust. And that means suppressing love. So you say, I know that I love that person, but I don't feel like that desperation of I might lose them because you've suppressed your trust. And that means you suppress your love. That's what they're trying to accomplish. Do you understand? So there's a part of the learning process that unfortunately aids them. This is the yin and the yang. There's a part of their process that aids you. All about their process actually aids you. 100% of their process is designed for you to figure this out. But in figuring this out, people tend to forget what's important important that's the way everybody says it in america with because of, of our way our language is going away from proper way we speak into ebonics important people don't even say important anymore they don't articulate americans never articulate anyway And neither do the French. The French are are like Americans. I've noticed there's other languages that are not quite so bad. But French and English, especially American English, the slang that is America. I can always tell a computer because the computer articulates every word. We Americans and the French do this. When we put words together and string them together in a sentence, we don't articulate those words completely. But the computer has to because they're saying they learn the words individually and each word is an individual program to them. So they say all words perfectly. You can speed them up, but they still articulate 100% of every word. We don't say that shit. When you speed us up, we drop off half of the word, or we drop off the ending of the word. And the French do the same thing, and sometimes the Spanish do too. And it's kind of hard. And that's what they they while I'm learning these languages, uh, there's the the part of learning where you hear conversational so they have it speed up to where it's normal conversational for people who speak fast and you're supposed to discern from that and type out all of the words that you hear or repeat them back and when you hear it fast they also give you the hearing it slow because when you hear it slow they articulate every word and then you find out there was a word in there that that in french would come out as oh <laughs> and that was a longer word that was articulated when you're spelling but the word oh when you hear it because they're saying the word in the sentence, that word is only like the first two syllables of the rest of that word that's being announced. But if you say the word by itself, it's completely different. Uh, si vous plaît is one of those. <laughs> right? Everybody thinks that si vous play is like one word. It's not. It's four small words. And the word "play" is spelled P-L-A-I-T-E. <laughs> right? Play like P L A Y in English. Play, do you understand? So that's where it was off because see, si play looks like seat, si Vu plat <laughs> right. And there's actually another word in there, it's actually, I think it's four, could be just three. It's crazy. And then there's a word I forgot what it was that it's like five, uh, four, four uh, little two words long and it comes out as one sound, <laughs> right when you speak it if you say them individual they're actually sounds it's like it's, but they make up the word but they they don't put them together as one word they separate them as four different words but it comes out as one syllable when you say it All right it's just like like the word yes Wait, spell that <laughs> it's not spelled as it sounds wait sounds like in american it's got two or three letters right it's got a w h and an e or a y like Y, but it's the wait so w h I would be how Americans would think that word is spelled. Wait. Spanish would think it's W-E, right? Because they say that in Spanish, we, W-E. It's not, it's O-U-I. <laughs> it's O-U-I in French. Wait, so you're doing the O, the U, and the I as one sound. Yeah, we, we, right? <laughs> Peter says we, we, with two, W-E-E slash, or, or, or dash, W-E-E, we, we right? Like the we people, the we, we lad. We means small in Irish, right? It doesn't mean it means us in English, <laughs> right? We, us, means us. So you could use, you could trans, change the word we when you're referring to you and someone else as us. And it means the same thing. But we, but in, in Irish, you say we, that means small, little people, the we lad, young right? Well, actually, Sean means young. Or is it seen? Right? I think it's Sean, right? Doesn't Sean know? Sean means old. What am I saying? Sean means old, right? Sean or seen means old. One of those. I think it's Sean means old, right? I'd have to have Peter tell me. That's what I try to do. Denise says, I'm going to put it up on the screen. She says, Leo, I love when you're on. You get me to to thinking. Thank you. That's my whole purpose of, of, of what I do is to get everybody thinking, honestly. That's what I intend Right. I mean, honestly, I'm not here to I could just talk about nonsensical shit that nobody wants to. I would probably be more popular if I talked about shit that no one has to think about. (laughs) Britney Spears uh, dropped a video from the beach. And they entitled it. Britney Spears drops a topless video. And if you play it, it's got like 69 million views or some shit. And it's no different than every video she ever drops. She has nothing on for her tits, but she has her hands over her nipples and her areolas, and she's dancing around. On the beach, she's rolling around, okay? And she has a bikini bottom on. Every single dance video that she does has a a scene where she's doing that. Don't get me wrong. Britney Spears is hot. I've always thought she was, right? So I'll look. But I looked, and I waited for it. Be careful. This next part has got nudity. And all I'm seeing is the same shit. She's got 500 of those videos on TikTok and Instagram where she's dancing around with her hands over her boobs. She still has nice boobs. Nothing wrong with that. She's still hot. 12-year-old, maybe less mentally, right? That's the disability that she has. She's she's very young. But that might be a, 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 uh, a retardation of her uh, mentally being able to grow. And to evolve into an adult, that may not be something that is a de- that is a deficiency in her brain. It might be that they never really allowed her. Uh, you have to remember what she's been through, and I'm pretty sure that she had the cabal up her ass. So she's probably been raped and 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 uh, used as you know used and abused. You when you're in Hollywood, you only get into high places if you're a female, especially a good one. If you take a bunch of dick. I mean, I'm being objective, right? Me Too movement kind of bore that out, and that was that way since the dawn of time. It was always that way. It's probably still going on now that the highlight is, you know, that the news is not talking about it anymore because the news couldn't report on it because they were doing the same shit. The news agency started getting busted busted for doing the same thing. And all of that went away out of the news. Why? Because they they were, unfortunately for them, unfortunately for us, was the Me Too movement started from Hollywood and went into the news agencies and went into, into everywhere else. And people started going, yeah, Me Too. Me too. Happened to me yesterday. That kind of shit. Everybody was like, whoa, whoa, we got to get a hold of this. Shut everybody up. Close it down. Close it down. Don't report on this anymore, right? Because it's getting too close to home now. People are starting to bust us. <laughs> we can't have that. So that whole thing went away. Not because it went away. That's just like everybody thinks slavery went away. Slavery didn't go away. It just went back underground. Slavery is still here. I and mean, it's not just black people. Okay. There's more Mexican and white people enslaved right now than there are of any other race on the face of the earth, to be honest with you. I can't say Mexican, Hispanic, or Latina. Latina. The two biggest slave slave races on the planet are white people and Latinas. So those of you who are African, Native American, or Chinese, or any other race, sorry. Okay? That's the honest truth. and That'll be bore out in history as well. Right now, it's still being hidden. Okay, so so Sean, but as Peter said, Sean is gracious in Irish, but is that pronounced Sean or seen? Because I know that both, there's two enunciations for the same word spelled the same way. And one means something completely different from what I understand. Right. So so Sean is gracious. And I'm probably I'm assuming you're saying Sean at that point. So let me know if there's a different word for scene, because some people I know a, a newscaster, his name is S.E.A.N. and he pronounces it scene. And then I knew a, a guy that I grew up with that I still friends with now on Facebook, as a matter of fact, who is S.E.A.N. and his name is Sean. And I also knew a woman who was S.E.A.N. And her name was Sean as well. Right. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Julie's Julie's talking about uh, Brittany here. She has to do it while she still can. She's she's hit forty. Gravity is is gonna get to her soon. You know what? Though, I mean, the truth is that gravity only counts for the young people and the and the shallow house, the people who are young in their mind and they think that they only are only attracted to fourteen to seventeen or eighteen year old women. Right. And then after that, oh, there's something wrong with them because their boobs hang down. That most of us guys don't see it that way. I actually prefer a woman who has a natural body. Right. So when I see that the the breasts starting to hang down, you know, some of you women go, "Oh my God!" You know, I have such big boobs, and I take off my bra, they hang down to my waist. I'm all right with that. I think it's sexy because it's normal and it's natural. Right. It's the ones that the they had work done. That they're 95 or 98 years old and their boobs look like they're 18 years old because that's how old they were when they got them put in. Right. And you look at that and go, oh, okay. That's so fake. (laughs) And you know that some people don't care. They're like, I don't care if they're fake. I don't either. I, I don't, I don't care. But I, but I like, I would prefer natural. And I find women who have small boobs just as sexy as women who have big boobs. I like big boobs. Right. But I like small boobs. Depends on the woman and how they carry themselves. So natural to me is. But I also think that women who are hairy, that are that are natural that way and that aren't getting waxed everywhere. Right. That That's sexy as well. So that, you know, they call that a fetish now. But that was normal for all women until about 1988. <laughs> Prior to that, women didn't shave their coochie. They didn't. And in Europe, they didn't shave their armpits or the legs at all. And some people in Europe still do that. Some people in America do it. But then they're all considered hippies. But it was just, it was when everybody started bikini waxing because they were told to. Everybody was wearing tight bikinis and they had to have the the bikini wax. And then pretty soon it was just take it all off. The, the porn industry aided and embedded that because they, they told the women get, you get rid of all the hair around your clitoris so we can see it. And that way we can see the penetration better. And so all the porn movies had the women having a little patch on the top and that was it pretty soon. They just took it off completely. And then now a whole generation two generations uh, have come up or are coming up that have never had any hair because they were told to cut it all off. And then they look at women with hair and they go, Oh my God, I showed a picture of, uh, of, um, um, what's her name Uh, um, from wheel of fortune. I can't think of her name right now. Um, Vanna white. When she took naked pictures in the seventies and she had pubic hair and my sister saw it and she was appalled. Like it was a disease. She looked at my old, my older sister who's like 50, let's see, I'm 54. She's going to be 56 or 57. and She's like, Oh my God, what is that? Like what? She has hair on her coochie. Well, Oh my God. Well, was that a fang? I'm like, you don't remember? Yeah. Every woman had hair on their coochie until the 80s. And that started it then. So by the 90s and the 2000s, everybody was shaving. So everybody born from 1980 until now, they had no idea that, that women had hair anywhere because they were told to shave it off every day. All women on the face of the earth had hair everywhere until the modern day when models started shaving it and then uh, hookers. And uh, and the uh, porn industry. And then everybody followed. Same thing happened with makeup. Women only wore makeup or the ladies of the night. Hookers wore makeup. And then everybody started wearing the makeup because they were trying to attract the men the same way that they, they were attracted to the hookers to keep them from going to hookers to keep them home. So they started acting more and more sleazy. And acting more and more like hookers. Men dig that shit because they like the hookers. Because the hookers know what they're doing. So they want women that know what they're doing. But they don't want women to learn from anybody else. And men don't know what the fuck they're doing mostly. So these women that they like, got to learn it somewhere. Right? (laughs) Sorry, I'm putting my, my other foot up. I have my left foot up on a chair that's the one that's injured and i'm healing but it. my right leg was bugging me so i'm putting it up underneath the desk so i mean but that's the truth of that so that all caused right no more shaving ladies <laughs> who's with me i'm with you no more shaving ladies i think women I think you guys should stop shaving everywhere i find that sexy i don't care if you have hairy legs i don't care if you have hair in your butt i don't care if you have hair like men where they have the hair going from their crotch up to their belly button i don't care i don't underarms i don't care I'm a naturalist. I find all that sexy, so I'm with you. Stop shaving everywhere, and and you'll 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 find out that there men will accept you. <laughs> they're not gonna go. Oh, I'm not having sex with you. You're the hottest chick I've ever seen, but you got hair in a place that nobody has hair. What the fuck? You really think that men are gonna say no to you if you have hair? If that guy says no to you because you have hair, you're gonna find a hundred men that are gonna say yes to you. And that guy, you don't need anyway. Okay, so you guys are the ones who dictate what goes on. I don't know why you guys still wear high heel shoes. That shit fucking hurts. I've put them on. Oh, fuck you. I'm not gonna, I couldn't be a tranny ever. I have to wear those fucking spiky ass high heel shoes. No, flats, man. I don't know why you guys put up with it. You guys put up with it and you say, well, that's what it dictates. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. There's more of you than there are of of us. There are two women for every one man. There is. You guys should be in charge. So you guys should be dictating. Oh, you have to wear a dress if you're on the news. Bullshit. Tell them fuck off. What are they going to do? Fire all the women? You and I both know the only reason people watch the news, especially men, is because there's hot women on there. You take all the women off and you throw fucking men on there and men are sleeping. Or they're like, let me see what's on fucking sports channels. I can listen to guys talk about sports if I'm going to hear guys. Guys turn on the news because women are hot. I do. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm being objective. I used to watch Charmed. Back in the day, I watched the new one It's not as good. But back in the day, I used to watch Charmed. I was in my 30s. My roommate was in his 50s at the time. Why did we watch Charmed? Because they were all between 22 and 27, and they dressed skimpy to get ratings. So they'd walk around with no bras on, skimpy-ass clothes. Most of them were in bikinis as often as they could be. No bras, nipples hard. Who were they pandering to? Not women. Gay women, maybe. Sex. Disney sold sex. Britney Spears came out of Disney. When do you think she first had sex? Probably on the set of one of the Disney shows. And probably with a producer or a director or somebody in charge at Disney that she didn't want to have sex with. So let's be honest. Everything is selling sex, yet... As soon as you guys get in the workforce, they want you to tone all that down. We don't want you being sexy. But we want you wearing those fucking dresses that are sexy. And them high-heeled shoes that make your butt sexy and your legs sexy. Think about that. So society is treating you women like whores. And, oh, by the way, shave that shit. We don't want to look at hair. Because men are hairy. And men who who are afraid of being gay and they're compensating... They're looking at a guy's butt that's hairy, and they don't want to look at a woman because then they'll have to admit to themselves that they're attracted to a hairy butt. That might mean I might be attracted to men. Can't have that. Can't have that. Knock that off. Shave your shit. So think about that. You guys have equality. How come you have to dress completely different than men and put up with those fucking high heel shoes? Don't get me wrong. I mean, make your guy's butt look nice and your legs look nice, but I think you guys look nice without that shit, Right? I say you guys stop wearing them fucking shoes. When you guys start making enough money, actresses and and people like that, they go to these award shows. They come down that fucking red carpet, don't they, on those fucking uh, stilettos? They get inside that theater. They take those motherfuckers off. and They carry them around with them the rest of the fucking show. When the cameras are back on, when they're walking out at night, put them back on for the cameras. Do-do-do-do-do. Get to the party. The fucking shoes come off. So why are we not throwing that shit out there for real? Why are you guys not? You know, there used to be that, you know, whole thing. Uh, You know, get rid of the bra. I'm okay with that, too. I'm all right with that, too. I like. I told you already, I'm okay with natural. I remember when I was a kid, when I was young, and a a guy that I knew, um, his name was Fred. And he was older and no one knew his age because he never told anybody his age. So he had to be in his 50s, I guess, at the time. His wife was super hot, right? They were hot. She was hot. He was a good-looking man. But she was natural, all natural. And he said to me, you know, because I was looking at a chick and she was super hot, but she was like 18. So she had a hard body. And he said, you're young and all you're looking at is that hard body. The truth is that hard body that that woman has is only going to last so long and it's going to go away. So what are you going to do? You're going to divorce your wife and trade her in for somebody young? Well, a lot of guys do that. And they trade in their their wife for 220s, a 40 for 220s, right? But those guys are shallow how? And they're going to be, uh, you know, going with women from afford them, you. I can't afford them, you. Right? So, so all they're going to be doing is, is is with young women who still think it's high school, because let's face it, women think it's high school, because so do men, until they hit their 30s. Most of the time, unless women get pregnant and then there's no man in their life, and then all of a sudden they got to work and take care of the kids. and so like, oh, fuck, and they, they're forced to grow up. Or the same thing happens and they, they're with a the guy and then both of them are forced to grow up before they wanted to, before they could. And now they have shit jobs because they couldn't get an education because they had they, they weren't listening. They weren't paying attention. Society will, will have you screw willy-nilly and get pregnant because they want you to fuck your life off and not go to college. Let's be serious. That's part of the whole uh, antitrust. So what we need to become aware after I've spent an hour and a half scaring you guys. And then getting like talking way too much about like uh, sexualistic shit in, in bodies <laughs> right? and, and like trying to get you women to to, to uh, fight back against the machine. Although I still love you guys wearing those fucking hot skirts with your ass and just everything. Bam, bang, pow, boom. Everything from Batman. Bam, boom, pow, bang, hot, king, perm. All right. Oh, I love all that shit. Right, but you guys don't have to do that. Do it for us in private, and we'll be just as happy. You don't have to go out in public and do that shit. That gets you in trouble, right? I mean, you go out in public looking like that, and there's dudes trying to rape you. So dress in fucking sweats and don't look pretty out in public when you get home. Put that wild-ass shit on for your boyfriend or husband. Trust me, he's going to stay home and not play video games. And if he continues playing video games and you're trying to have sex with him, have sex with someone else. Leave that dumbass. He's a child, and he's not growing up. Don't try to change him. You guys always have this, you know, I can change him and make him better. He'll only change for one thing. Okay. And then you have to moderate how much you give him. Because if you give it to him all the time, he's not changing. (laughs) And then if you don't give it to him enough, he's changing to somebody else who will. Same thing you guys do. So there's that balance we have to work with. Right. We have to actually work at shit. So maybe if you guys didn't dress up like that shit all day, because then when you come home, you don't want to dress like that. And all you want to do is dress in sweats. Men like you when you're dressed like that. So when you come home and take off all your clothes and you're dressed in sweats, you'll look frumpy. You don't want to be sexy because you've been stuck in that role all day long. And now your man's going to go find somebody who wants to be sexy like that. I mean, that's the honest truth. The same thing happens to you guys. Men who, if you guys like us in a suit and tie, we get a job that's a suit and tie. When you come home, we're fucking pulling that shit off because we don't want to be in a suit and tie at home. And you're like, I fucking like that about you, right? Women with uniforms the same way, men, dress, whatever the uniform is, military or whatever, you know, whatever the uniform. And then the guy comes home, and takes that shit off. Well, that was the sexy shit. Role playing, fix that shit. Role playing. I should be fucking the the sexual doctor two failed marriages, you figure that shit out. And if you don't, you end up with five failed marriages. <laughs> I'm not having that happen. Right? You figure that shit out after a minute. Or you should anyway. So to understand all of this and to you have to realize that sometimes we're suppressing our love because we're suppressing our trust. And I, I say sometimes But in truth, it's all the time. Because of being bombarded by all of this stuff that's trying to get your ego to stay in charge, you're also hiding within to save yourself from this evil that you think is trying to attack you. They're not trying to attack you. They're trying to attack your ego to control you. Understand? So they put you in a place of fear. And when you're in a place of fear, you listen to your ego and your mind because they're talking fear. What if this? What if that? Oh my god, this is that's going on. That's going on. You get paranoid. That's fear. When they get you into that place, they reinforce the ego by television. All the soap operas play the same scenarios out of everybody cheating on everybody and everybody trying to fuck each other over and take control, and evil people are in charge and winning. That's the narrative they're trying to drive home. So you grow up watching these soap operas thinking your knight in the shining armor is going to come save you. And you try to turn every Tom, Dick, and Harry into that that guy. And what's his job? He doesn't know what his job is because he's not taught. He's taught procreate, go to war. Oh, and and hide all your emotions. And then you guys want to have a relationship with this guy. We're, we're told to stay children forever because they don't teach us not to. So we have to see this stuff and be objective and fix it. So we have to fix ourselves. And And one thing that we overlook with all the fear is our trust issues. And that's why I'm talking about trust issues today. The first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. So you have to know a thing before you can fix the thing. Right? Okay. See, right there, Julie says, my mom tells my dad he isn't wired for 2020. He's not. He's not. Depending on his age, if he's anywhere from 50 or above, he's he's wired for the 60s or 70s. And some people even still in the 50s. They're not. You have to rewire yourself. I constantly rewire myself constantly. And I always have. I'm always more ahead of the curve than most people. Because I looked at certain things in life and saw the progression and said, I'm not going to do that. I look at people my age who, when they're in a supermarket or a, any kind of big box store where there's a lot of people, and then you have people that are there, women with children or men with children, mostly it's women though, with the children shopping, and a child is, because they want something and they won't shut up. Aah! Mom's used to ignoring the child. So mom's ignoring the child. Right. Mom's not beating the child. Mom, mom's not over there threatening the child. Shut up or else. Dad always says, we're going to the car. We're going to the car. And that makes the kid worse. I don't like car. Then you then the father becomes the father. Well, then stop crying. What are you crying for? Oh, I'll give you something to cry for. That's what my father said. Then he realized that was wrong. And I made sure not to do that. So. Then somebody like me goes, Jesus, lady, tell that kid to shut up or get him out of here. Same thing when people are trying to go to a movie, they don't have a babysitter or the child is too young to be with a babysitter because the child breastfeeds and mom has to breastfeed the kid. Mom and dad are trying to go to the theater. You don't have to do that these days, but you used to have to do that before. These days, you don't have to do that because the movie comes out. uh, It's like Spaceballs, the movie of Spaceballs, right? While they were still filming it, they had the DVD and they were like, wait a minute, where's this in the movie? Well, this is now, sir. What do you mean this is now? He's looking at the camera and looking back at at the monitor. This is now, now, sir. How can this be now? We haven't finished filming the movie yet. Well, that's a new technology, sir. It's, It's like that. Movies go in the theater, and the day after they go in the theater, it used to be a year or two after the theater before it came out on VHS. And then they tried to get it out faster and faster and faster. Now it goes into the theater on Friday, and it's streaming everywhere the next day. No one has to go to the theater. You can see it on your streaming that you already paid $12 for or $10 for. So that's killing the movie industry. Nobody's going to the theater anymore to go and see movies. There are still people because the, because the movie is totally different when you see it in the big screen. It really is. The whole environment is different. It's huge. It makes the movies impact even more. But before, people would go to the theater and the kid would start crying. And people would yell, get that kid out of here. I'm trying to watch the goddamn movie, lady. How dare you bring a child to a, an adult film? That shit happened all the time. We're like, shut up. Children cry. Same thing on uh, online at a store. I'm not that guy who says, shut up that fucking kid. Right? I'm not, also not that guy that sits there and goes, you know, if that was my kid, they wouldn't be doing that. I'll tell you right now. Well, yeah, if it was your kid, you would backhand the fucker and threaten them and, and then get yourself in trouble. Now somebody's trying to call my cell phone. Who is this? My sister is actually calling me on Messenger. She normally doesn't do that. Chances are it's a butt dial. And if it's an emergency, she'd call the house phone and my cell phone. So and she hasn't yet. So I don't know what happened there, but who cares? She knows I'm alive. Okay. So I made sure when I looked at that, that I wasn't going to be one of those old folks that, that got tired of children and would go, oh fuck. So I'm, I'm not aging in my mental capacity of, of thought like an old person. I refuse to do that. Same thing with music. You get people that they get hooked on a certain genre. My generation would be listening to ACDC, Iron Maiden, because we're rockers, right, being a a hippie rocker, Uh, uh, Metallica, and a few other bands, and they get stuck there, and that's all they listen to, and they're in their 50s, and they're listening to this shit from 50 years ago, 40 years ago. I will still listen to that. I still know the words, and I still go, oh, that's cool, man. I know the words to that song when I was like 15. But that's not what I'm – I'm not looking for the 80s station on the radio, the 70s station on the radio, the 90s station on the radio. I want to know what music is doing today. So I'm constantly looking for new bands, younger bands, to find out the music cutting edge, top 20 of rock, top 20 of the billboards, top 20 country, top top 50 in all the genres. To stay on top of music that way. I still like that other stuff. Same thing with people with the old movies. You had to. your grandparents only watched all the black and white movies because that was what they remembered. Remember back in the day we used to dance like that? and and you're living there. You're not moving forward. so there, so it's so you have to understand that with all these things, if you see, if you put yourself in the box in a certain time, that mental capacity that you had then. And that maturity level you had then is what you are now. You're not evolving. You can still love that shit and have that in that box and go back and visit it. But if you're living there, I still dress the way I did when I was in college. This is my college uniform that I dressed, that I wore. It's already come back around. If it's come back around, it's okay to do, right? But if you're wearing, uh, you know, the the black leather and the Ray-Bans when they're out, because those come back every 10 years. Right. But they were around in the 40s. And then people in the 90s did the same shit, rolled their pant legs up in their denim jeans and wore the black leather and the Ray-Bans. That was from the 40s, then the 60s, then the 80s, then the, then the 2000s. The cop shades from the 70s came back 10 years ago. All that shit does come back around, and it's okay, and it's nostalgic. And I can see that in the kids wearing because their grandpa did or their father did or the old stuff they saw when they were kids. I get that. Everything comes back. They do that on purpose in society, by the way, to keep people from moving forward faster. They do that on purpose. They bring shit back because they have it all there. Think about that. They had all the shit that they'd made that they tried to get rid of. The reason it comes back is because somewhere in a fucking warehouse, they go, what are we going to do with all those fucking angel flights from the seventies? I don't know. Put them back out there and have people wear them. They'll start selling again. We already have a billion of them made. Let's just start selling them again. Right. They did that with Ray-Bans. Ray-Bans haven't changed in 70 years, 80 years. People still wear the same Ray-Bans that they wore in the 40s in America. Same blue jeans. Do you understand? All of that keeps you in a box, not just physically, but psychologically and emotionally. And then when they introduce fear into that, you're not growing. You're stuck in a genre of movies. You're stuck in a genre oh, I like wearing tie-dye because when we were potheads and kids, I like wearing tie-dye too. Everybody still wears tie-dye. But It's okay to wear that stuff if you're not stuck in that box. You know what I mean? Tony says, let's put this up. Tony has a big, big paragraph here. Interesting you mentioned this. I grew up with drum and bass, house music, and uh, garage music. Grunge, right? Uh, House music and and, uh, garage music, right? From my brother's interest but also my parents interest in the 50s 60s and 70s. I grew up I'll leave it there we'll we'll, we'll finish cuz he still has more to say. But I, I grew up and and my parents uh, had my mom we had uh, uh, we had records 33s, right? And 45s. We had vinyl. And we had a, a record player and my mom uh, was a hippie. She had uh, she had the Doors, she had Elvis, she had um, uh, grand funk Right. They had the album that was called Railroad, which was a, a a double album or a triple album. So I grew up listening to the rock bands from the, the early 60s. And then uh, the neighbor down the street, they were they were in their 20s at the time. Right. And they had two kids uh, that were friends of us, Carl and Jay, and they were like six and seven. And my brother and I were like eight and seven or maybe nine and eight. And they were listening to Iron Maiden. Actually, it was it was before that. Uh, it wasn't Iron Maiden. They were listening to Black Sabbath, so I got introduced to Black Sabbath, War Pigs, because they were listening to that uh, that style of heavy metal, rock and roll. So that's what started me. So that's what happens. See, it's our our parents, our grandparents influence us, influence us, uh, and then you then what happens is you start listening to bands that you don't realize have the same influence. Do you understand? And you you don't realize that they're influenced by the same music that you're listening to because they grew up listening to the same stuff. And now they're making new music, but it's influenced by the same. I was in a band and I was in choir, so I've always been musically active. And I, to this day, listen to bands and I can tell you who they grew up listening to because they have influences in their music. And there's only been a few bands who try not to let that happen. Amana Marth was one of them. And they're a, a death metal band who sings only about Vikings. But for their first 15 albums or so, 12 albums, maybe 15, they didn't want to let people know who their influences was. But the, after that, they decided that they, sh- they were going to go ahead. And then they, all, all their influences were there in their music for the next four albums or five albums, I think they're on now after that. They had because they've been around for a long time. They're Swedish, and they, and when when they hit America, they were already on their sixth or eighth album or something before the United States even d- discovered them. Uh, and then it took them another three albums, I think, before they got really popular in America. And now they're super popular. One, they're like as big as Metallica uh, in the world. Some people in the United States still don't know who they are. Who? Amala Marth. That name came from uh, the book Lord of the Rings because the map. That was in the book and the one that came with later came with it uh the the uh when you bought the set of all the books they had a big map that unfolded of of uh, middle earth um uh, mount doom in in um i don't think it was dwarvish i think it was elvish was actually called amana marth that's where they got the name for the band was from uh lord of the rings uh, They they tell you that okay so let me finish what what uh what Tony was saying here, I still have it up on the screen. It's probably bugging some people because it's still up on the screen, but I left it there because I wanted to finish it. So he said 50s, 60s, and 70s, right, the, from his parents' interests. And I now appreciate all sorts. Classical, right? Yeah, yeah. Jazz, yeah. New Age music, right? Native American flute, love that stuff. Agree with that. Uh, and my love for that came from, uh, from uh, Irish and Welsh, the Celtic background, with the same uh, flutes, right? The pan, with the pan flute. Right. So we had that same uh, flute. And so uh, come to America and the, the the difference between Native Americans and native Scottish, Irish, Celtic people, Welsh, Celtic people were not very different, not very different at all. It was just the European people were upgraded to Western European style quicker than the natives in America were. Oh, but otherwise, there's their whole entire race structure. And religion were are almost identical. Still, really are in many many ways. Um, but so the so the Native Americans, right? Uh, classical, New Age, right? Native American flute music, uh, all sorts. Do it for me. But I'm the same way, right? But uh, but I admit, drum and bass is my main. Well, that's because that was what you know uh, uh, was uh, interest you. So so the, that was more uh, right uh, 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 prevalent in your in your uh, wheelhouse because because it, it resonated with you. Yeah, right. So the, then he's talking about fashion, right? So so the truth is that we what we need to do is become aware. All of what I'm saying to you is we have to become aware the first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. That not just being angry when we wake up at the rich and the elite for the bad shit they're doing while we recognize it, not just realizing racism isn't a thing they try to say it is but all this other stuff that they're trying to sell us and what that has what kind of effect that has on us psychologically and trust trust is more important more important than anything else wait a minute leo i would say love is more important you can't have love without trust. You have to have trust first. Love comes conditionally before it becomes unconditional. Because you have to trust yourself to love. You can't love yourself until you trust yourself. And you can't love yourself if you don't trust anyone else. You can not never love anyone else if you don't trust anyone. And if you don't trust yourself, you're not going to trust anyone else. So knowledge is the key, but trust is the way. Do you understand? You have to trust. Why did you say that you have to trust in the Lord? Trust. They don't say to you, you have to love in the Lord, do they? They don't. They say, Jesus be with you, or the Lord loves you, or God loves you. But they say, trust in God, trust in the Lord. Monetary system in America, we have written on that in God we trust, not in God we love. Think about that. Because our forefathers understood that trust is more important than anything. Because if you trust yourself, you love yourself. If you trust your partner, you can love them. Because you can unconditionally let down your guard because what? You trust them with your life and soul. So trust goes hand in hand with love. You can't have one without the other. You have to first trust to love. So trust has to be something that we work on in the shadows, with our shadow work. So we have to get the negative out. That's the first thing. That's the trap. Get control of the negative narrative and get it out. And that allows us to trust ourselves because we're not being negative towards ourselves when we get the negative out. We have to trust in ourselves to get the negative out. We have to trust in ourselves to trust others. And you can't trust an idea if you don't trust yourself with that idea. Same thing with love, because love can be perverted into lust. And then lust causes problems, and you stray. It's because you're not trustworthy. See that? Worthy of trust. Not worthy of trust. Why? Why? because you're not trustable, because you don't trust yourself. You don't see any reason for it, which means that you take advantage of other people. That's in service to self. So if you're not trustworthy, you have to be objective with yourself and say, wow, anger, fear, aggression, envy leads to the dark side. Non-trust leads to the dark side. Do you understand? They just didn't say it in the movie. Yoda just stopped with fear, anger, and aggression. Because those were the major arcana, the major archetypes, archetypes that evil grabs you with first. And then drives you into not being trustworthy. The trap is the seductive part of, of the dark side. That's not anger, fear, and aggression. That's self-serving, instant gratification. Those things break trust. That's why they're so seductive on purpose. Lust, right? Seduction, instant gratification. Those things immediately destroy trust. That's the first thing they destroy. Love gets destroyed once trust is gone. But it takes the destruction of trust in a relationship for someone to stop loving you. They'll be in love with you for a long time until you break their trust. So why do we not talk about trust? Honesty is the key, Casey says. Absolutely, 100%. And to be honest, you have to communicate. Communication is the key to a relationship. Honesty and communication. You notice those are not negative uh, properties? Trust comes with honesty and communication. Love comes with honesty, communication, and trust. Do you understand? If you trust yourself and you're honest with yourself, you have to be honest first, honesty first, then you can be trustworthy. Only if you communicate honesty and mean it, then you can be trustworthy, then you can be loved. When you're honest with yourself, you're objective with yourself, and you're honest. You fix the things about you because you're honest with yourself and you go, ah, that's a problem. I need to work on it. You're not hiding anything from yourself. You're not looking at yourself the way you want other people to see you. You're looking at yourself the way people actually perceive you. And then you have to say, that's what everyone sees. That's because that's what I'm portraying to them. Well, I don't like that. I want them to see me this way. Well, what are you doing wrong? That's being objective. To admit to yourself you have faults, realize them, be honest with them, and try to fix them. Honesty, honest with them. Objective. Honesty. Trust. Love. Faith. Understand? So why do we have a problem with trust? Because they're pulling it out of us, replacing it with fear, anger, and aggression, which is the dark side, which is their Religion. People need to understand that that is a religion. It is not just a what. What is politics? What? what, what, It's just the 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 way. what, What? The way people are. Well, when we refer to the way, referring to spirituality, everything that it was written down that's called the way has become a religion. Even though the people who wrote the ways, the Tao, the Buddha didn't want them to be a religion, but a way of what? Being a positive being, there's that word again, a positive spiritual being, and the proper way to make it back to the source. So if politics is the way people are, it's because it's the religion, the spirituality, Of evil people think about it what is that what do evil people do well if there's only two kinds of souls those who are in service to others and those who are in service to self and we know that politicians are those people people not just politicians but the people just like them who are in power who want power who crave power and that's in every genre of every job of every religion, of every school, of everything that is set up with humans getting paid or being paid to do something, the hierarchy of what? Nefariousness of narcissism becomes the way that that particular thing operates. The way. Do you understand? So that way is the evil way so to be objective with this reality there are two spiritual beings that make up the human race those who are in service to others and those who are in service to self so why is it that everyone thinks that good people have the way but evil people well of course they must have the same way no they have a different way And that way has to do with power, control, fear, aggression, destruction, anger, fear, aggression. leads to the dark side. It's a religion, people. It's a spirituality. To understand that is to not fall into the trap. The first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. To know that there is a way that is a positive way and to know that there are religions, pardon me. My chair was not moving the way I wanted it to, that I had my leg on and it was bugging me. (laughs) So I had to fix it. I had to arm wrestle it. So to understand how this works here is to understand that there are two entities that are spiritual. Those who are good and those who are evil. Pure and simple. And lost people in between that haven't made up their mind yet. So we have to have knowledge. That's the key. Knowledge learning is the key to understanding. And that's the key that Jesus was talking about in every other prophet. You use the word Jesus and people go, Oh, he's Christian. He's trying to sell me that religion. I'm not selling you a religion. I'm selling you a spiritual path. And you can choose anyone that you like that's not nefarious. You can choose nefariousness too, but you just won't have me hanging around you, okay? Because I push those people out of my life. Most of the time, I don't have to. Just me being me, they leave or they run. (laughs) Just the way it is. Or they try to kill me. Honesty comes with trust. But honesty comes first, then trust. To get to honesty, to be honest with yourself, you have to have knowledge. The only way you gain knowledge is to be objective, not subjective with life. What does that mean? Look up that word. To be objective means to look at something from a non-religious, non-emotional standpoint, non-egoic standpoint, because then you're being honest with yourself. So to be objective quickly begets honesty. Do you understand? So knowledge gives you the ability to be objective. And to be objective, you have to be honest with yourself. To fix you, to move forward, to grow, you have to be honest with yourself and objective with yourself. Then you can see how other people see you, And other reasons and ways that you have issues. And you have to be honest with yourself or you'll never fix the issue if you hide it or pretend that it's not there. And that will come up to bite you later on in the end because you're not growing. So honesty, first being objective, first knowledge. Let's break it down to where it starts. Knowledge is the key. Knowledge gives you the ability to be objective. Objectivity gives you the ability to be honest. Honesty gives you the ability to love. Gives you the ability to care for others unless you're in service to self then that stops and you're not trustworthy because you have to pretend that you love someone when in truth you only love yourself unless you find somebody who lets you abuse them physically sexually mentally right and they stay with you because they're also in service to self and they've chosen to be the take the victim role for you because there can't always be the person who is the, the aggressor in everything. There's always the aggressive person and there's the passive person, uh, unless you're working in a relationship where you're both passive aggressive, where you're both gre- aggressive sometimes and passive other times. So you don't butt heads. You learn when to not butt heads, right? That's part of the communication that is, uh, and the ability to, to, uh, you know, bend, uh, and work at a relationship. You learn to go, okay, this isn't worth fighting over. It's really not. I can make this go into a breakup over a, something we're watching on television. If I want to just be stubborn and say, I'm right, then you're not being objective. You're being egoic. Do you understand? That's a childlike thought process to be egoic and go, no, I'm right, goddammit, it. I'm right. Right? But then on the other hand, to be uh, abused by somebody who has to be right always you got to stop that person from being that, right? I know a lot of uh, people, men and women, who treat their spouses that way. And I go, okay, you wouldn't last two fucking minutes with me because I won't put up with that, right? And i and that's a part of the, the why I ended up uh, out of the relationships that I was in because I wouldn't allow them to stay in their egoic mind. No, you're not going to dominate me. Nobody should be dominating anyone here. We should be equal and we should be adults. Right, So I'm not going to take your passive-aggressive shit. I'll let you change the channel. Oh, wow. I don't remember saying that I couldn't wait for you to give me permission to change the channel for you. But apparently I did in my sleep or something. And then, of course, they would get pissed off. Why are they mad now? Because I called them out for their bullshit passive-aggressiveness. Not my fault. I'm the bad guy because I said, what? Stop being passive-aggressive. I'm not being passive-aggressive. Yes, you are. And if you can't admit that to yourself, you're lying. So you're either lying to me right now or you're lying to yourself. Either way, you're lying. That's also a bad thing. Do you understand? So when someone is an adult and they call you out for being a child, children usually like, no, you're the child. No, you're the ego. You're the ego. You're the child, not me, you. That's a a childlike conversation right there. That's a child speaking. Adults see that. Right? You're so full of ego. You're just egotistical. Right? If you're telling somebody that that way, that's your ego talking. Your ego's bruised. If you're saying to them, okay, look, you're kind of in your ego head here. And let's be honest with each other. Did I trigger you to get you there or are you egoic? Right? I mean, what's going on? We need to figure that out. Oh, you're full of ego. I know. Now I've bruised your ego and now your ego's lashing out at me. That's not what's happening here. But then just lowering your voice and having that conversation doesn't give you carte blanche to be egoic and pretend you're not, okay? So only adults will have an adult tone for real, right? Because they won't be coming from a place of ego. They're like, oh, here we go. Okay, stop. An adult is not going to try and fight with you. An adult is going to go, okay, hold on. We need to stop. Let's stop and take a pause here and talk like adults. When you get mad because someone said that to you, that's your ego, and your ego is bruised. And you should admit to yourself right then that you're in trouble because you're being controlled by your ego now. It's been bruised, and now you're only going to lash out with egoic words to make that person hurt because your ego's bruised. And you're going to try and bruise that one. If someone says to you, oh, hold on, take a pause. We or you or us or I am starting to act like a child. Let's quit this and breathe and have an adult conversation. And you don't get mad and you can say to yourself, you know, you're absolutely right. We We were both getting out of control. Or admit to yourself, I was the one that was being egoic here. That's very adult of you to acknowledge that. Not you. You were the one that was being calm. I was getting out of control, wasn't I? I got triggered and my ego got bruised. Only an adult will do that. So if you don't and you can't, you're being ruled by your ego and you need to fix that. You need some more shadow work to be done. Trust me, I was there. I say these things and I, and I don't, you know, some people go, oh, yeah, yeah, you're a know-it-all, aren't you? No, I'm 54. I just figured that shit out too. Okay? You just saw me 10 years ago. Ego. Do you understand? So when I say these things to you, it's not because I'm so high and mighty that I've never gone through this shit. No, I'm saying this to you because I have. (laughs) I've been there, done that. And I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm a work in progress. I still get triggered by people. I still go fly off the handle. Come on, and I'm not perfect. If I were perfect, I wouldn't be here. I'd be the Christ. And I wouldn't have to be here anymore because I'd be somewhere else because I already saved everybody and already went to hell and, and ascended from it. Which I brought up on Monday when I was on the show on Monday for Watchers Talk about About the uh, Tower of of Babel. No, I brought it up again on on Wednesday on um, Skull Island. And I forgot to mention when we were talking about uh, the Mines of Moria, the dwarfs, when they went there and they dug too deep with their greed and they unlocked the Belrog. And that was the Tower of Babel only going in the opposite direction, going inward instead of going upward. But it was the same thing. They went too high, like Icarus flew too high too close to the sun and it melted the wax and, his, and he lost his wings and he fell and he, you know plummeted back to earth. He didn't die, by the way. They caught him. He didn't fall to his death. I, I believe that God saved him. Don't quote me, though. It's been a long time since I read the story. But I don't believe that he died. That's why he survived, because of his faith. Anyways, but he had gone too high like the tower. And it, and I forgot to mention that the reason that death Okay, let's, let's look at that in the way it was written. So what happened? The Belrog attacked and everybody ran. And then what happened? Gandalf the Grey stayed behind to buy time for everyone else. And in doing so, he ended up getting in a precarious position where he was hanging off the ledge, holding on, and the Belrog had his whip attached to around his ankle and was hanging in the air by that. But he looked up and made the decision when he saw Bilbo. He said, Flee, you fool. Fly, you fool. And he knew that he wouldn't leave while he was still there and savable. So he let go and sacrificed himself. And then he fell into darkness. He fell into hell with the Belrog. And he fought the Belrog all the way down. And when they landed, he killed the Belrog. And then he died, but he then ascended, and he became Gandalf the White. He became the Christ character, and he descended to hell, sacrificed himself for the betterment of the all, because in doing so, Bilbo ran with the one ring that would bring back the devil who controlled everyone on earth, the devil walking the earth for a time. Do you understand? And he died and then ascended and became Gandalf the White. Why? Because there he became the savior when Saruman fell in his Tower of Babel. Do you understand? He had the big, huge tower in the two towers in the book and the movies. And he, he went too greedily, too high, and became evil. So Saruman became uh, a agent of Sauron. So Sauron the white became evil, and then Gandalf fought him as Gandalf the gray, and then escaped, and then fought and fell, sacrificing himself, becoming the sacrificial lamb, just like Jesus sacrificing himself on the cross, went to, descended to hell, and then ascended to heaven and came back as the Christ. As the White, no one in Middle Earth could then kill him. Do you understand? So they had the Tower of Babel in the in from the Bible in the movie for further you know a, a, a parabole, and he became the Lamb sacrificed, who became the Christ character, the hero character, and continued from that point indestructible as Gandalf the White. And saving everybody, and staying with, and guarding, and guiding the the uh, hobbits to get that ring back to throw it into the fires of the pit of Moria, to so that it would melt and no longer have power. Right. So I forgot to mention that uh, uh, during that conversation that that was what happened there. All right. So I thought I would uh, throw that out there. <laughs> There's a song that I that I found a few years ago. This is Tony speaking. Forgot who it was by. Put it up on the screen. Forgot who it was by, but it's called No Communication, No Love. Great song. I, You know what? I'm going to have to look that up and find out uh, who sang that and listen to it, right? No communication, no love. Because it's the truth. You don't communicate, then there's no trust. So you have to be honest. To communicate, you have to be honest. So honesty has to be there first, and then you can communicate honestly, and then you can be trusted, and then you can be loved. So that's what we need to understand. So instead instead of getting angry at all the the evil and trying to fight it, because you're not supposed to, you're just supposed to see it for what it really is and understand the dance and the beauty and the holiness of this entire operation that is the feng shui, that is the yin and the yang that it's here to, for you to understand and, and ascend from. This is our ascension. So you have to, here's, to, here's what you need to realize. The microcosm to the macrocosm is that we, each individual human, to become a being, a soul, a spirit that ascends, we have to do, descend into this place, which is hell. Do you see? We have to go through the same thing that Jesus went through in his ascension. His descension into hell and his ascension out of hell is our rite of passage. And it's for children, not for adults. Children should have the ability to do it. But to have that ability, you have to become an adult to see it. But it is for children. And it teaches us to become an adult. And once you're an adult, you're objective, you see it, you no longer get angry at people that are evil because they have to be evil to do their job. To do the job that we need to have done so that we can ascend and grow and ascend. So we can grow and ascend, not ascend and grow. We then we do grow then, but we have to grow first to ascend. And then we ascend and then we grow more. Continue growing. So there is no fight between good and evil. Evil wants you to believe that. The longer you stay in that position, the more egoic you are. Because you believe that there's a battle that has to be won. That's egoic. That's not objectivity. That's not honesty. Because to be objective is to understand or to understand, to get, right? To understand in your mind and in your soul that there is no fight that is outside of yourself, that your entire battle is internal with yourself. It's affected by everything around you, but you don't have to fight anything around you at all. No fighting. No reason to. Because it's there for a purpose. And it's not going away. Evil can never be defeated. Because it was not intended to be defeated. That's why one of us, in that place that you go to and sleep, where you know that there's a war going on, stands by themselves. One. That's all. One of us stands and says, I greet you with the love and the light of the infinite creator and evil can't get any further and they're stuck there until the entire horde of evil attacking you loses all of its energy and collapses. But it takes all of your energy to do the same. And then you collapse and people pull you back and heal you while one more person stands. The truth is, if we all stood, evil wouldn't stand a chance. Do you understand that? Why is that? Because we created evil. To do a job. The devil will be unleashed on the planet uh, Earth for a time. Until there's no more time that it needs to be. Your ego only has control of you until a time when you no longer need it. Do you understand? Ego is evil. Do you understand? But that's you. That's part of you. But it teaches you. So there is no battle to be waged outside between good and evil. Do we need to stop evil from doing some evil shit? Yeah. But that's not a war. Right? That's just that we need to, to get people to understand or to understand what they're doing to them. The more people are enlightened, the knowledge goes back to that again, the key, the... First step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. The first w- t- way to get out of the trap is to gain knowledge—the tree of life or the, the tree of knowledge. Eating that knowledge, you gain knowledge. When you gain the knowledge, that's understanding. Understanding becomes questions. Questions breaks your your uh, conditioning. When you question, that's why they don't want you to question. That's why they want to control the narrative, so there are no questions, and anybody who questions is stifled. Why? Because questioning is knowledge because when you ask a question you're asking for knowledge and that in the act of asking for question or asking a question means that you're no longer subservient to the persons or person that is in charge that wants you to shut up and do only what you're told do you see because you're like well wait a minute why Think about this, and they showed this dichotomy in Star Trek, the one, the, the old series, when Kirk and Spock were hijacked by Spock's brother to go to the other side of the universe because God was there. And he believed that it was God. And he took them there, and they were all starting to believe it was God, including Kirk, until God said, you have a starship? Good. And then he said, excuse me, what does God need with a starship? The act of his knowledge and questioning begat the wrath of the so-called god, which obviously was not a god because he was all ego, because he lashed out when someone asked him a question that threatened his sovereignty. The same thing played out in Stargate the movies and Stargate the, the TV series with the raw the, the original one from the movie was Raw, the God. The reason that they left earth and closed the Stargate was because people started to question and so writing was illegal and written word and language was language was okay but writing and and knowledge and history was illegal when they went through the Stargate to Abydos the people there had thought they were gods then they were like well no no we're not gods at first they were like yeah we're gods then they were like no we're not gods we're just people and they were like wait a minute you have like all this wonderment tools and all this stuff, and you're completely different than us. And then, you know, like Daniel Jackson tried to write, and they were like, oh, no, 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 stop that. Because it was forbidden. Why? Because writing is stuff you write down. There's knowledge in that. If someone writes something down, and you read uh, stuff that was written 1,000 years ago, you're going to learn something. So that was taken from them. The second that the people questioned whether or not Ra was in fact a god, Ra was trying to destroy the people at Abydos and close the Stargate and get out of there. Because that was the beginning of the end, and they knew it. That's what's happening right now on this planet. Everybody's starting to question everything, and that's the beginning of the end for all the people that are nefarious, that are in charge. And it will end either with people voting them out of office or people overthrowing governments. You're going to see some of that happen across the world. Iceland already did it a few years ago. And they arrested everybody, and they killed everybody, tried them and killed them, all the entire government. That's what I heard. But I know they overthrew the government. I don't know if they actually overthrew it. I don't know if they actually killed everybody, but they overthrew their government because their government was becoming too socialistic and too communistic and trying to take control of the people, and they didn't take it. They're Vikings. They overthrew them. You're going to find that happening in other countries that we thought were free countries and possibly in America, possibly in Canada, possibly in Australia, possibly in Germany, possibly in France. You're going to see that happening if people don't get voted out because the other people are going to double down, triple down and become more and more evil and lock you down more and more and try to take control and beat you and and destroy you and beat you down into submission. And that's going to cause people that are righteous to rise. So they'll either vote people out or there's going to be revolutions in the world. And that's going to happen because evil is trying to hold on at all costs up to and including and they tried that here and they keep trying the narrative of painting anyone who is dissenting from their point of view, which is a very, very far left progressive point of view. Because now Barack Obama, even though he's still their captain, their king, my king, my captain, where's my other hand here, uh, he's, he's uh, would be considered a Republican now. Because he's so far right compared to how far they are left. Right. So the middle ground, the people who are in the middle, I'm in the middle, I'm not Republican. I'm not conservative. I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, progressive. I'm a moderate people who are moderates right now are the enemy of the left. You're considered a far right Republican, how far left they are. So if you're moderate and you're an American and you think you're a Democrat, your own party right now is so far to the left. And the Republicans are almost the same way. I'm not pointing. Don't get me wrong. Don't start getting mad at me and hate. I mean, oh, there he is. He's really just a hack for the Republicans. Here's a question that, that I, I try to pose to everybody. In fact, Tucker Carlson, who is who is in fact a libertarian, I like some of the shit that he says, especially because he attacks everybody equally. He brought up the point a few days ago that all these guys from the, the January 6th incident have been locked away in America under with no charges. This, If you're Irish or, or, or European, the smacks of England... And what they did to the Irish for generations and what they did to the Scottish. Okay. Because they did this and they would detain you and lock you up forever and never charge you with anything. They just lock you up because they can, because nobody tried to stop you, stop them from doing it. That's happened here in the United States. All those people that got arrested for January 6th, none of them, only a few have been actually charged with anything. None of them have been charged with anything. They're all locked up with no charges, no bail, no nothing. You're just in prison, and most of them are in solitary confinement. And not a single Republican is doing anything to get them out. Why? Because they're complacent. Or they would be trying to get them out. They're complacent with what's going on. Because they know that they're part of the plan. Part of the scheme. These people on the right and on the left that are forever swampers, they don't really hate each other. They just play that on television. And then they all go and have wild sex with each other at their orgies and their pizza parties and their hot dog parties, which is code for little girls and little boys underage. They cost $10,000 a piece. That's how much a human life costs, by the way. $10,000, you can buy a human. Do whatever you want with it. You own it. It's property. Slavery hasn't gone away. It's just gone underground. The rich and the elite have slaves. You just don't get to know about it. Okay? So, the understanding or the understanding, the knowledge that you have to be honest, which means to be objective. So, you have to be objective. And to be objective, you have to be honest. Because to be objective, you have to be honest. And then to be honest... Is the only way that you can love yourself. And the only way that you can be loved by anyone else or love anyone else is that you have to fix you and be able to love you. Otherwise, you're just gonna fail like you have in any other relationship because you're gonna pick the same thing. The law of attraction comes into play there, right? You will attract what you are. And if you are a destructive person that always ends in bad relationships, that's what you're gonna attract every time. You're not gonna get something good when it's nefariousness that you're living by. You're only going to get what you are. That's why they say a cheater will always cheat. And you can't have a relationship with a cheater because you guys are both cheaters. The only way that you can have that relationship is to stop cheating, and then you have to be honest, right? So that you can build trust. Do you understand? So don't get angry at the nefariousness because... They can't help themselves. It's in their nature. Do you understand? It's in their nature to be that way. It's like fighting against a tree for being a tree. It's the nature of the beast. That plant is to grow into a tree. It can't change, it can't become a shrub. It's a tree. Nefarious people who are narcissistic. Narcissism is being in service to self, that is evil. That is the definition of evil. Do you understand? It is in their nature. They can't help themselves. So when that's why Jesus went on the cross, he was dying. He looked up and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Not because they were ignorant, but because it was in their nature. They were evil and they were harming him and destroying him. And they had no idea because they were so separated from the source that Jesus was a part of the source in any way because they were about power, money and control because they were evil they were in service to self okay and if you look at they showed in the passion of the christ mel gibson showed that even the guys who were whipping jesus were evil they were enjoying it they got off on it not because jesus was in fact they were they were mocking him None of those people believed in the God or the Godhead that Jesus was supposedly the son of. Do you understand? So they were evil men doing evil to Jesus because it was in their nature to do so. Everyone who was in service to others was appalled at what was happening to Jesus. And those people who were evil were like, shut up and get out of my face before I put you over there too. Because they were evil. And they didn't even believe in a God. That is what nefarious people that live here on this planet are and do. You need to understand that. You need to understand that. You need to get that. They are living separated into darkness. They don't have any love for anybody but themselves. So they're not trustworthy and they're evil. And the only thing that you can count on with them is that they are always going to be looking out for themselves first and any other little group that they have a clique with that they can be together with and make money by being just as evil with each other against the other people. Do you understand that? So you have to change your thought process and understand and get the ideology that that is their spirituality. That is their religion. And you're evil in their minds because you oppose them and their power and their evilness. You have to understand that. You have to understand that. See, we're so programmed to say that word that we say it. you have to get that. You have to put that into your brain, process it, and get it to where you understand. You understand it for real. That is a religion. That is their choice of spirituality. Money. Power. Control. All about money, green, money and greed, the greed of money of some sort, whether it's the American dollar, the petrol dollar, gold, power of owning corporations, controlling mass humans, owning the land you live on, owning the televisions that you watch, owning the, the narrative of the news stations or the narrative of the television stations you watch, the radios you listen to, the internet that you watch. That's their spirituality. That's their religion. You need to understand that. But it's not something to be angry about. It's something to know and to accept as a necessary evil, as a necessary thing for the growth of the all. That's all it's here for. It can't ever take complete control because it wasn't designed to. It's not allowed. So you have to trust in the universe or the universal mind or whatever you want to call that Godhead, that that God, that creator, that creation, whatever you call that in whatever uh, spiritual uh, doctrine you have as your favorite one that fits for you so that you feel good by having a name you call that and feel comfortable and trust. You have to trust That the creation only created in its best interest. Only created in its best interest. And that nefariousness was only created to serve for a certain time. And it is not sentient. The sentient beings who've chose to be evil are, but they have no creation when they ascend into darkness. They have to separate themselves from the creation and hate the creation and ignore it and deny it and defy it to be evil. It takes away their power and ability of creation. It was designed that way so they couldn't take over. They only serve for a time. A beginning and an end. That's it. They want you to believe they are forever and equal to God and sitting across from God on another mountain or another chair and that there's this war going on for the dichotomy or of the minds of the human race. And we're going to make them all evil. And God has a bet with the devil. That entire story was thought up by egoic men, if not the devil himself. The one that didn't exist that they created, by the way. Okay? Because there was no nefariousness that is an entity, or there is no nefarious that it is an entity. There is only humans or souls, not humans, because that's a construct, but the soul that resides in a human who has chosen to be that, to serve the all. They think they're serving themselves, but they're not. They're serving a purpose that they were created for. And that's only short-lived and they can't go past a certain point ever and they don't want to admit that and they're trying to brainwash you to think that they are equal to and if not in control so there's more of them and they have the upper hand all of that is a lie all of that is only true if you buy into their reality which is their matrix which is the destructiveness which is allowing all of that to affect you. Or you can go, no. Because inside me, not this construct, but my soul. I'm not evil. I'm in service to others. And you have no effect on me. You can only try to, to destroy this pain body and affect that and inflict pain on it. Chop it into pieces and torture it. At some point, that which is me, will leave this body. And then you're undone. But the only way that you can then make people be still afraid is go, look, he's gone. He's never coming back. Why? We killed him. We're going to do the same to you. That's how terrorism works. Do you understand? Because they get you to believe in their fear. That by killing a person, it somehow destroys the soul. Well, even if the soul's not destroyed, they're gonna have to be reborn, they're gonna come back and they're gonna be babies. <clears throat> yeah, time goes on, and that child will grow up to be a human, and that child will grow up to be a man or a woman, and eventually that man or a woman who is that child has the same ability to remember again and take up the mantle of doing what it was doing the last time they were here. Well, that could be a hundred years later, yeah. But luckily for us people die every second people are born every second which means that people are perpetually in the state of awakeness always do you understand may not be the same soul that's always awake but i believe that's happening too okay and a lot of us are starting to believe that in the world now that some a lot of us are occupying multiple bodies at once Different places in the in the not just in the universe, but different places on the planet. Too many things have happened curiously on continents apart from each other at the exact same time by two different people. So either the universe does that, and that's part of uh, nature, right? Or the soul that was occupying those two bodies are in some way connected, if not the same soul. Right? For instance, the Buddha, right? And Lao Qi Lao Qi wrote the Tao Te Ching at the exact time the Buddha wrote the Buddha in the same country, in China. And they're both almost identical. They are both the way that if you follow that way, you will become enlightened, wake up, And be able to escape this matrix. And they were both invented almost to the same year. They can't can't figure out, they can't even prove that either one of those people actually existed. They say the same thing about Jesus. They say the same thing about every prophet. Well, there is no real definitive proof that that prophet actually existed. Really? Weird that they have the exact same storyline that all the other prophets had. Well, they must have read the books. Oh, okay. Let's let's play with that for a minute, right? So we're to believe that like Jesus went to Mesopotamia and read the scrolls and came back and acted out the part. Well, if that's the case, then why did he not put his own spin on it? Because everybody always puts their own spin on shit. Why? If they're egoic, they're trying to take credit. So they have to change things so it's mine, so people don't say that I stole that, right? So if Jesus didn't steal it, why wasn't he quoting Do you understand? I quote, because I don't want people to think that I think that this is all mine. I already have people thinking that about me. You're a know-it-all, aren't you? No. See, you don't know me. Because to know me would be to know that I am not a know-it-all, and I'm the first one to say, "Mm, I don't know the answer to that. I'm also the first one that says, this is what that was said here. I'm forever quoting movies. I'm forever quoting scripture. And I'm telling you where it came from. If I were trying to pass it off as my knowledge, I wouldn't be saying any of that. I'd be going, yeah. Fear, anger, and aggression, that leads to evil. So saith Leonard. Remember that. Yoda fucking said that. That was written by freaking Spielberg. (laughs) Right? No. No, it wasn't Spielberg. It was what's-his-name. Spielberg did, like, the the help with the filming, but it was what's-his-name. You know what I'm saying? I quote that because the character was written to be wise and said some really wise shit. When you let all the characters throughout all the movies, when a writer wrote shit properly, they're trying to tell you these same stories. And I point those out to you. Same thing with music, same thing with poetry, everything. There's certain people who are in service to others who are incorporating these storylines. The universe does it. That's why I said, like the the Bible code, uh, you could, Put any book to the Bible code and you will find the same uh, st- information because I believe it's in everything, not just the Bible. Okay. One of the guys that tried to discredit it said, I used Moby Dick, which is almost as long as the Bible, and I was getting the same stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would. Because I think that code is in everything. It is in everything, it's there for us to understand. So I believe it's in everything we write. We're telling the same story over and over and over and over, and we're not getting it consciously. That's why when you wake up and you realize what's going on, you realize how simple it is. And all these books don't mean shit. They do because it's in the book, but it's so obvious when you wake up that you just laugh. And that's why when someone said to me, if you're, you know, as a Christian minister and as a knighted by the Catholic Church, how can you be objective when you look at all the other religions and don't see it from a Christian standpoint? Because I understand, I get what all of those stories were trying to say. And all of those stories are nursery rhymes for children. All of them. Everything you need to know in the universe to be an adult, to wake up, is child's information, children. It's not, you think it's so esoteric, I don't understand it again. What the hell's going on, man? This stuff is so crazy. And that's because you're a child. It's because you're a child. When you become objective with yourself and honest with yourself because of your objectivity, you then become an adult. You start to because what? You repair stuff. You admit your faults and you try to change things about you that irritate other people. Unless you don't care. Then you're in service to self. I don't give a shit what those fucking people think of me. I don't really care what people think of me in the sense that most of the time egoic people have an issue with me, <laughs> right? Right. So when people go, dude, you just think you know everything, that's an egoic process. That thought process and those words are what children say and how they say it. Do you understand? So when someone says something like that to me, I I look at them and I see a child. I don't scold them because they're a child. It's not their fault. It's in their nature. They don't know what they're doing. Okay? So I don't get mad when someone trolls me. I go, oh, here we go. Okay, bye. Bye. Do you understand? Same thing when somebody says that about me, right? I have people that, that were supposedly friends of mine that were like, you can't possibly be all those things you claim. Well, if I was lying about that, somebody would have came out and said to everybody, I looked it up and he's not any of that. I've been on the air for going on eight years, almost nine years. And I've been saying it for nine years and no one has ever shown up that said, hey, you know what? I looked that up and you don't have that. You lied. And it's not because I've gotten lucky. Because I used to challenge people on every show. Don't believe a word I've said. And if you think I'm lying or I'm wrong about something, prove it and I'll put you on my show. I, anybody who's followed me for more than two years you used to hear me say that every single show that I had on the air. I just kind of forgot about saying it and, and didn't didn't like put it out there for people in the last couple of years. I just it blew past that, right? I mean, maybe I considered it kind of egoic for me to even say it. Right Full of myself. but I you don't lie about certain things. If you do, people hear about that, or somebody tells somebody or they look into it, and then somebody who is what you're saying might get mad at you and come to you and go, what the fuck are you doing, bro? You're, you you didn't know any of that. So those people who say that you couldn't possibly do fuck. Okay, you you don't have to believe that. The reason that they're saying that is egoic. They're mad because they don't have all of those credentials, and they don't want to believe that I'm smart enough to do all those things. Because they didn't. Do you understand that? Over the course of me being on the air, I've literally had probably 10, 15 people contact me and say to me, what do you think gives you the right to have a podcast? like uh, first of all because i can <laughs> how about if we just start with that anyone can have a podcast just do it what gives you the right to to think that you can own ancient aliens worldwide well because i've been hunting ufos since i was 8 and i'm 54 and i used to get paid to authenticate photos and videos or discredit them And because I was in a think tank for about 25 years of my life, working on just that information and knowledge, in fact, Ancient Aliens Worldwide, the group that I have that I created that's still on Facebook that has almost 300,000 members, but Facebook, for whatever reason, won't let us get over 300,000, don't know why. They've been been, uh, deleting a bunch of our members for the last two years to keep us above 300,000 or below 300,000. Every time we get to 300,000, they kick out like 30,000 members or 10,000 members. And then when we question them, they go, oh, those were people that were inactive. What? 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 (laughs) Okay. And then all of a sudden, people come back and go, I was deleted by Facebook. I don't know why. But they said you were inactive to us. I wasn't inactive. I don't know what the fuck was going on. So people say to me what gives you the right to have that because i've been hunting ufos and i got paid for it i was in a think tank in fact ancient aliens worldwide from 2012 to 2016 or 17 was a think tank and we only had about 100 members at one point we only had about 50 and all we did was investigate objectively investigate ufos and aliens and that's what we did and eventually we realized that Disclosure wasn't coming, and I asked the question, when did it become a thing where the United States government has to tell us something's real for it to be real? And that's the moment we decided to take ancient aliens live. And we went global. And we went uh, 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 open instead of private. Now we're back private because Facebook changed the rules that if you were open, anyone could join your group and you can't stop them. OK, that's the way it was in the old days. And, and they changed it to where you had to be approved and you could say that. And then they, Facebook said, nope, no more of that unless you're private, because they were trying to slow down some of the groups that were huge from growing. And then they wanted to to ruin groups by allowing anyone to let anyone in, because back in the day when that was happening, people did nothing but post porn and and ads for sunglasses and negligee and everything you could imagine. Every time somebody was online, there would be a thousand porn pictures and every, and if you have that on Facebook, bang, 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 you get hit with Facebook rules and then you get deleted. So they're opening it up to make sure that that happens, that you have no control over it unless you go private. And then when you go private, you lose half of the people trying to join. So they're, they're making it uh, basically that large groups get deleted. So they're keeping the population down by changing the rules and that's what they did and anybody who owns a group that is bigger than 10,000 members understands what i just said because they went through it 2 years ago when facebook changed the rules unless they just started their group and in, in the before that but you still understand it because of the group settings if you go public you're like what the fuck is all these settings that allow anyone to do anything and anybody can post whatever the fuck they want and then you get in trouble for it people post shit now And if a moderator is not on them in five seconds, we get in trouble for it. If I'm talking in here and somebody puts something in the chat and I don't delete it and it's nefarious, I get in trouble for it because it's my chat and I'm responsible for it. People go into these rooms, these chats on shows and post it on purpose to get you busted and kicked off the air. So someone has to monitor your pages and your groups at all times, because when you become a target, people go in and they do it to me all the time and all my groups And they post shit, they go into the group, and they they join the group, and then they go into the threads, and they post nefarious shit in the threads. And then they report with a different uh, uh, tune, another character of their own. They report it as spam, and then you get in trouble. And after a certain number of those, you get kicked off the air. That's shit that's going on. And some of us believe that it's Facebook doing it, not just people that are trolls. It's the company itself going after people that they don't like on their platform to deplatform them. I don't necessarily think that I'm not that paranoid. I think there's just evil people that troll people. Do they get paid to do it? Maybe. I don't know. It's possible. Okay. So all that has to do with trust again, all that has issues to do with all of the things that people do. So I have people that ask me these questions. How can you not get angry when someone, is doing that because I understand that it's in their nature, right? If you play world of Warcraft and when the pandas arrived, right, the video starts out in with the, with the, with the pandas as to, it says shows two ships fighting, firing cannons at each other. And you hear this, this panda speaking. And of course they're speaking as if they're Japanese, the entire panda uh, 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 race is very uh, Japanese oriented, and they speak with a Japanese accent, and they, and they talk like a, a Shaolin priest, right? So, the, so the the panda, you hear him talking on the while the while the cannons are going off, and both ships are being destroyed and almost ready to sink. Why do we fight? Because it is in our nature. That's how it starts. And then at the end, he says, "Why do my people fight?" To defend home, country, family, and homeland. Not, he says, it is not the question of why do we fight? That's what he says in the beginning. Why do we fight? Because it is in their nature. Then he says, the question, the true question to ask is not why do we fight? But what is worth fighting for? Do you understand? And then he says, why do we fight? We fight for They fight for justice. They fight to defend their people. They fight for their homeland. And they fight for their country, for their own people, to keep themselves free. That's why they fight. Only when they have to. So that knowledge that they gave you with Pandoria, that was the expansion. Because Pandoria was the name of their uh, island, which was actually on the back of a giant uh, uh, turtle, (laughs) sea turtle. That entire message is the same message that you need to understand for trust and for all that, right? The way that a a relationship works is built on trust. So that means you have to be honest, trustworthy, and then you can love each other. Communication keeps that highway open and to know when to fight, what's worth fighting for. You don't fight just because it's in your nature. Evil people fight because it's in their nature. So if somebody keeps fighting you all the time, they're egoic. They're either evil or they're locked in their egoic mind. And they have to fight because their ego makes them have to fight. Because you hurt their ego, so they have to lash back at you. That's a child. Adults don't do that. Adults go, whoops, I made a mistake and I shouldn't have said that. I apologize. Please forgive me for saying that. And it's not I beat you up first and then I go, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I won't do it again. That's a person lying to you, who's who's apologizing to you after they've done something nefarious to you. And they usually do it over and over and over. But he loves me. He always tested all these good things after he beats you. That's an evil person. That's living an ego. And if you do too much drugs, it locks you into that. That does happen. When you get all poo-butted out, all you're worried about is somebody disrespecting you. If that's the biggest thing you got got going on in your mind... Is that somebody's disrespect, don't you disrespect me? You will respect me. Your ego, bro. You're a child. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to be mean to anybody out there who has that thought process. I'm trying to be objective and tell you something with reason for you to actually understand. You actually get it, look into your little mind, right? Wow, wait a minute. Maybe he's telling me something I should pay attention to. Why? Because I went through it. We all have to. None of us start out wide awake, right? Unless you're the Dalai Lama. And I don't think the Dalai Lama is completely awake either. I think that it's, it's something that's learned by everyone. Some people learn it faster and they're destined to do other things. Right? Was I born to be the Dalai? No. I'm the wrong race. <laughs> Can't be the Dalai if you're a white Aryan from Europe. Even though I was born in America, my DNA is from Europe. It's the last time you saw a Dalai Lama that was anything other than an Asian Right? Somebody who was Chinese or Mongolian or or Tibetan. Think about it. No women either. No women either. All right. So I'm going to get off here because now it's almost three hours. Got to go. All right. right. It's been going on for a while. Uh, almost three hours. I'm uncomfortable. My ass hurts from sitting in this chair. My leg doesn't hurt, but my butt hurts from sitting in the chair. I'm getting restless. And it's almost seven. I got to get dinner for my mom myself. Right? So Trust. Knowledge first, objectivity, objectiveness, honestness with yourself. Then you can love yourself and then other people can love you and you can love them. And then you have to work at it. You have to stay honest. You have to stay objective and you have to work. That makes you become an adult. You don't overreact to anything and you don't start getting in a fight and get egoic. You stop that and try to be an adult. Learn your triggers. Learn your triggers so that you can beat your triggers, right? The first step in avoiding a trap is knowing of its existence. So learn your triggers and fight against your triggers. That means you have to get all the negative shit out. Jung talked about it. That's why Carl Jung has a a Jung Institute, (laughs) right? Carl Jung (laughs) would have been the Dali, right? With the shadow and the shadow work that, that we only use now because Carl Jung came up with that because he understood. He got that the ego is in the shadows. And that you have to shadow stuff is what you hide from yourself when you're not being honest. And Those are the things you need to fix. The things that got in there either through osmosis or your family beat it into you or your society beat it into you or you beat it into yourself. Or all of the above. Right? We spend the second half of our lives repairing the shit they did to us in the first half. And that's because of the nefariousness uh, in our society, that 10% or 15% of evil people that do evil shit to everybody. They're there to serve a purpose, to create that boogeyman to chase us. But we don't have to hate them. We don't have to be angry for them or at them because of what they do. They do it because it's in their nature. It was designed that way so that we would actually experience life. That's what we're doing here. We're experiencing something that we don't have. Mortality. We're not mortal, just this construct is. And we're experiencing that, but the only way we can truly experience this is that we have to forget we're immortal. But the job here is not to be completely forgetful and never remember that you're immortal, okay? You're supposed to wake up and remember that you are mortal. That's our rite of passage from childhood into adolescence and into adulthood. Or from adolescence into adulthood. Do you understand? To become a being is to become the adult. Do you understand? And the only way you can become the adult is to trust yourself and the universe itself. You have to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Godhead, trust in the God, trust in the Creator, whatever you call that thing that is the positiveness that created, the creation-ness that we all are a part of, a piece of. But we don't remember it until we do. We can't remember it until we can. All of that starts with knowledge, that's the key, then understanding from knowledge understanding getting the knowledge into our minds digesting that and then being objective with the universe and our reality honesty is objectiveness so objectivity comes with honesty love comes with honesty so you become objective with knowledge and then you become honest and then you become love And then you're an adult. All right, guys. I will see you next uh, Wednesday. I don't think I'm going to be on there before that, I don't believe. Um, So I'll see you guys on Wednesday, and then I'll see you back here again on Friday. But trust, trusting in the way, whatever you call that. You have to trust in yourself first. The way is through you. Jesus talked about that. The way was through Jesus. It was through his teachings. It was through what he was telling you. And what was he telling you? The way. The same as the Tao the same as the Buddha, the same as the as the the Zen, right? the same as, as the Hebrews, the same as the Mesopotamians, the same as the Vikings. All of those stories are all identical. Read them. Compare them. The only thing that changes is whether you have a male-dominated God, a female-dominated God, or a male and female-dominated uh, uh, God-Goddess, or a single androgynous Godhead that is both male and female. That's it. That's the only thing that changes. Everything else is identical and the outcome is the same. The beginning, the middle, and the end are all identical. They just tell it with a different flair because they were in a different place, but all of them mean the same thing. I know that, and anyone who has studied the scrolls in depth like I have understands that as well. We get it. We understand that. And the only way that you can understand that stuff and digest it is to be awake enough. It's esoteric. It's, it's like magic with a K, only it's knowledge with a K, right? <laughs> knowledge with the, with the, with, Yeah, knowledge with a K, but the, knowledge already has a K in it, right? It's only So, so knowledge with a capital K, right? It, that's the only way that you actually digest that. And that's why when the Sufi spent his entire life buying books and trying to become awake, that one day when he woke up and he was actually awake, he realized it burned all of his books because he realized that all of them were nothing, meant nothing, because it literally is in everything in front of you, literally. And when you wake up, you realize it, you laugh. You laugh how simple it is. And that's when you say, just like I do, all those, all those dusty tomes, all those scrolls are children's nursery rhymes. Because you realize how simple they are once you actually are above that plane of vibration to where you can look back down at that, which is 1, 2, and 3, and 4D. The reality, when you see it from outside, above that vibration, then that's when you go wow (laughs) it really is for children and if you're not there yet you will be because it took me really until last year to figure that out honestly and it wasn't 100 percent until this year when all of the scrolls all of a sudden made perfect sense to me and i went wait a minute this stuff was jibber jabber 10 years ago nobody understood it and i started asking around do you understand this some of the people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, nah, no, you don't. Because if you did, you would have been going, dude, do you understand this? Right? There was a lot of people that were like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And I was like, really, that's weird because nobody came to me and asked me that question. So like everybody else around me was going, maybe I would, you know, I don't know. I'm understanding this. Well, I'm not going to tell anybody. Well, then their ego, that means they don't get it. So I know for a fact that people didn't understand it the way I did, because when I asked them, they all said, yes, well, oh, of course. Like as if they've known it all along. And I'm like, really? So it wasn't an epiphany to you? Because it should have been. <laughs> right? Because you should be giddy when you get that. And not, blah, blah, yeah, i boy yeah, I understood all that in 1972. No, because if you did, you would have wrote a book. And you would have been a millionaire right now. Because nobody on this earth understood that in 1972. There were very few people who did. Those who did wrote a book. Carl Jung. Joseph Campbell. <laughs> okay. And if you go back in time, there's people just like that going all the way back in time to Jesus and before that with all those dusty scrolls. One person per generation for a very long time understood stuff. And then you had philosophers. They're still around. Why? They wrote books about their philosophy because they woke up and they saw things in a different mindset and they were trying to tell everybody. So anybody who hasn't written a book talking about their philosophy and, and interpreting the scrolls hasn't actually done it. I'm not writing a book about it because I don't I don't believe in that. I've written a couple books. I don't believe that books are the way. Right? Just like when people are like, "Oh, you got to start charging for everything you do." No, I don't I don't think so. Who am I to think that I'm above Jesus. Above all of these people throughout time who gave their information freely to the masses that I should be able to charge for it. None of this is my knowledge. I didn't invent any of it. Everything I know is the accumulation of knowledge that is here for everyone to see if they know what to look for and what to read and how to interpret it. So, why should I get paid for showing people? Jesus didn't do it. Neither did Mohammed. Neither did David, Daniel, Elijah, any of the apostles. Do you understand? So people say to me, you need to start charging money for everything you do because you need to, I, you know, I had a psychic tell me, because <clears throat> I worry about that kind of stuff. I always have. I grew up in a, in a poor family, so I'm always, money and security was always my biggest issue. Now I'm on social security. I'm like, fuck, I'm, I, you know, the government. I'm like, they're real, right? The cat's coming and talking to me, so it's time for me to go. She actually is coming in and meowing at me right now, talking to me. You guys can't hear her because her name is Squeaker, Squeaky, for a reason. She doesn't meow. She just squeaks. But I can hear her. I'm tuned into her voice. so I can hear it even when it's just a little, rawr, rawr, and she just did that. She's talking to me. So, I mean, she woke up and she's coming to get me. She's telling me it's time to get off of here because it's time to, to, see, she's literally jumped up on the chair where I had my foot now next to me. She's over here, sitting here next to me while I'm petting her now. And she's talking to me. Oh, baby. All right. So, um, it's, it's three hours anyway. We're at the three-hour mark. Right. We're one minute out. So trust, work at it, work at it, understand it and don't get angry at anything really. especially not evil, evil is designed that way. it's in their nature. They can't help themselves. Okay. Um, and so that you just have to cut them out of your life. Anybody who is evil, get them. if you're not evil and you're in service to others, then you got to cut people who are in service to self out of your life. You do, you have to do it. If it's somebody that you're in, that you love and you're married to, it's all going to go bad. That's what happens in this life: is that people end up either divorcing their spouses or getting you know closer. Because what happens is, if you go down the spiritual path, path you start waking up and understanding what's happening around you. You start understanding it, and then you start looking at people around you, and you're like, "Wow, that person's not going to change." Well, if you've been married to them for twenty or thirty years, you only got twenty or thirty left, right? So you can handle it if you have to. But that's why my second, well, both my marriages were ended because of spirituality. Second one, especially. First one, we were just young and stupid. We were egoic. So that wasn't really, spiritual. it was spiritual. It was the lack of spirituality by both of us that ruined that marriage. My second marriage was due to spirituality. We're spiritually incompatible, right? She didn't want to grow up she wanted to stay, uh, you know, she didn't get to have a, a so-called childhood or definitely not uh, the rebellious teenage years going into your early 20s. So in her 30s, going into her 40s, she was living her, her 17 to 27-year-old lifestyle. And at the time when she was doing that, I was in my mid-40s. I had done that 30 years later, earlier. <laughs> right. So. For me, I couldn't do that. I was growing spiritually towards where I am now, and she was not. Didn't mean, have part of it. She's now growing spiritually towards, you know, that place that I was. She's probably where I was seven years ago now, but it took her seven years to get there, and you know, because of that. But she still has those issues, and I hear Kurt talking to me about that and her boyfriend and the fights they get into—the same ones her and I got into for the same reasons. All of it. And I'm like, well, you got to stop. Why are you doing that? You're you're triggering. Why, what You got to stop. You're, you're the same triggers are, are still there. You're not fixing those, you know. Uh, it, but that's, she asked, we can only do it in our own time, right? I can't help everybody. I can only give them tools. Same thing with me. They could, No one could help me. They could only give me tools. All of us are in the same, we're all on our own path in our own time. So don't feel bad if you look at somebody who's uh, ahead of you, because there's there's more people ahead of me than there are behind me. So there's more people ahead of you than there are behind you. Why? We're in we're the third level from the bottom here. <laughs> that means out of the entire universe, 90% of the universe, or at least 75 to 70 to 80% of the universe is ahead of us. Do you understand that? In spiritual growth. So so don't ever think that you're in a bad place. Because you're not. You're just in the place you're in, at the time you're in it. That's all. And you can, you have control. You can fix it. But you have to be honest and objective. Objective to be honest and then honest to love. You have to do those. You have to have knowledge. So you have to seek knowledge. And then the seeking becomes the asking, becomes the knowing. The knowing becomes the knowledge. The knowledge becomes what you do with it. And what you do with it is then, if you're honest, then you're objective and you're honest. And then you can love yourself. And then other people can love you. And you can love them. And then you can move on. And you can grow spiritually. Right? Now I got something, a gnat or something on my um, monitor over here. Okay. All right. Namaste. Two minutes over, three minutes over. I love you guys. Share this out, share this out. I'll see you guys next time. All right. Have a great weekend wherever you are on the planet.